Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. Hot damn politics. Hot damn politics. Hot damn politics. What you say? Hot damn politics. 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 These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything.
collapsing on the tennis courts. Breaking new details on the deaths of a high school soccer player. Finland, Denmark star man Christian Eriksson collapsing towards the end of the first half. The Kennedy High community mourning tonight after one of their high school football players died. A South Carolina high school football player has died after collapsing at football practice. Star college basketball player collapsing on the court. We want to warn you, the video may be difficult to watch. Florida Gators star Giante Johnson collapsing during the game. A was, you know, an MLB superstar. The high drive in the deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is And Hank Aaron did a press conference at CDC's urging in Atlanta, which is the home of CDC. He did a press conference in which he got the vaccine on TV telling African-Americans, you need to do what I do. The vaccine is safe. Here, I'm going to take it in front of you. Well, 17 days later, he died. And I wrote an article saying his death is part of a wave of deaths that we're seeing in elderly after vaccination. I didn't say that his death was caused by the vaccine because I can't say that. Scientifically, I didn't have the information to be able to say that, but I could say with certitude and scientific certainty that his death was among many deaths that were being reported immediately after vaccination. Well, I was attacked by CDC and by the New York Times and USA Today and all of the television networks and news organizations around the world. Now, remember, the NFL has a vaccine mandate. Aaron Rodgers develops COVID-19. Wait a minute. You took the vaccine. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't take the vaccine. I got COVID. He got the McCullough protocol. He goes on with Pat McAfee. I got the McCullough protocol. I got through it. Thanks, Dr. McCullough. And it's revealed he hasn't gotten the vaccine. And why? Because he's concerned about myocarditis. And Cole Beasley for the Buffalo Bills, same thing. And Kyrie Irving plays in New York for basketball, same thing. So we have player after player coming out saying, listen, I am worried about myocarditis. And then you see the array of damage. senior is in the hospital after collapsing on the tennis courts. Breaking new details on the deaths of a high school soccer player. Finland, Denmark star man Christian Eriksson collapsing towards the end of the first half. The Kennedy High community mourning tonight after one of their high school football players died. A South Carolina high school football player has died after collapsing at football practice. Star college basketball player collapsing on the court. We want to warn you, 
the video may be difficult to watch. Florida Gators star Deontay Johnson collapsing during the game. A West Catholic high school student has died after collapsing during a football scrimmage. On mile eight, she suddenly felt fuzzy and blacked out. 17-year-old Ryan Jacobs' heart stopped. Unexpectedly collapsed on the field. Megan went into cardiac arrest. Collapsing during Friday night's football game. This is a gigantic experiment that we're doing on the entire world's population. It's never been used before in humans. The side effects for the Moderna vaccine sound concerning. We look. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect. So, are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators, uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is, is very, very appropriate. They have been working on this technology for a long time, but they've had a lot of problems with it. They haven't been able to get it to where it can work. It's too toxic. And they see this as a tremendous opportunity. And Fauci sees it, Bill Gates sees it. They've been heavily vested in this mRNA technology as a, a new revolutionary concept in biology, in medicine. When you woke up this morning, did you know you were going to be receiving the vaccine? I did, yes. So, you know, all of my staff... Um, we are excited to get the vaccine, you know. Um, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. The mRNA vaccines work by taking genetic material in the vaccine that's encapsulated in a little microscopic particle and having that particle infect your cells. And that means that it, the particle is transferred from the outside of your cells to the inside. So it uses your cells, your body, to complete the vaccine manufacturing. It's completed by your body's genetic machinery and not the, the manufacturers. The mRNA that I was working with and the inventions that I came up with are fundamentally different from what's being used in the current product in that I was producing what is close to being a natural RNA. What's being used in the emergency use authorized products from Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech are not natural RNAs, uh, so they are related to what I'd originally envisioned, but also different. And those differences seem to have contributed to the risks and toxicities. Messenger RNA is made by our cells every single day. It's made by our DNA. And what messenger RNA does is it's the delivery of a recipe. The DNA has a recipe that it writes on the messenger RNA, because remember it takes messages. So it has a recipe on the front of it that says, make this protein for healing this muscle. And the messenger RNA then goes over to the ribosome, which is the factory, and it reads the, the recipe on the front of the messenger RNA and creates the protein, which then goes out into the body and goes over to the muscle that's been injured and hurt and, and repairs it. That's normal DNA, messenger RNA, that happens every day, every minute in our cells all day long. 
One of the fascinating and terrifying things we've seen over the last two years is that there have been more injuries and deaths reported from COVID shots in the official VAERS system, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, than for all vaccines combined over the last 30 years. All the vaccines, hepatitis, measles, polio, DPT, you name it. There have been more injuries and more deaths in the last two years from COVID shots. In September of 2000, when I started investigating problems associated with vaccines, there were about 8,000 VAERS reports per year. The last time I looked before COVID, it was about 35,000 reports per year. And if that's somewhere between 1% and 10% of actual injuries, we could be talking about somewhere between 350,000 and 3.5 million people who are actually injured and were unfamiliar with filing a VAERS complaint. There are a number of reasons that it's underreported. It's a very cumbersome system. It's difficult to use. It's difficult to get data in. And it takes time. And clinicians are reluctant to put data into into the VAERS system. So there should be a much more proactive system where the, the federal government, if they were interested, would more closely track the adverse events related to uh, these uh, vaccines. Dr. Fauci's refusal to fix the Health and Human Services Department's notoriously dysfunctional vaccine injury surveillance system, VAERS, constituted inexcusable negligence. HHS's own studies indicate that VAERS may be understating vaccine injuries by over 99%. The VAERS um, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System uh, tells me that there has been a lot of very bad side effects. The initial safety uh, study, Mark, is to see if I inject it in the arm, does it have some sort of idiosyncratic or bad reaction? I had my COVID jab on the, on the 17th of March. That left me with seizures and... I was paralyzed. It's left me with tick attacks. Got my COVID vaccine, Pfizer, on Monday, and Thursday I have those policies. There's another element to safety, and that is if you vaccinate someone and they make an antibody response, and then they get exposed and infected, does the response that you induce actually enhance the infection and make it worse? And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. I'm so scared. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. There was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. One of the HIV vaccines that we tested several years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine, then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to of 500 people, and then a year goes by and everything's fine. They say, well, then now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 
12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? University is requiring all students and workers to get vaccinated and verify the status of their booster vaccination by the date of January 21st. Tomorrow, you have to show proof you're vaccinated and you can't eat indoors at Philadelphia restaurants and bars. Big changes ahead for restaurants and many other businesses in Chicago beginning tomorrow. The vaccination mandate goes into effect. If you want to eat out or work out in three suburbs, you have an extra week before you need to flash that vax card. Please get vaccinated. My daughter took that shot yesterday in Las Vegas and she's dead. She took the Pfizer vaccine and she's dead. Given the fact that we now have the virus in our hands, it is quite possible, in fact, it's invariable, that we will develop a vaccine for AIDS. Fauci's reign begins in 1984. Everything changes in 1984. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Robert Gallo held a press conference in which it was declared by the U.S. government that the U.S. government had found the cause of AIDS at the National Cancer Institute where Gallo worked. The probable cause of AIDS has been found, a variant of a known human cancer virus. And that it was to be called human immunodeficiency virus, HIV. The same year, 1984, Fauci becomes the director of the NIAID. This saw the rise of Dr. Fauci to his current stardom. I would like to introduce Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases since 1984. Dr. Fauci understood that he could basically save his government agency by defining AIDS as an infectious disease. His agency within the NIH is all about the study of what allergies and infectious diseases. And infectious diseases were kind of on the way out uh, because they'd mostly been conquered by the time, uh, you know, Fauci came along needing to reopen the spigot of funding for his agency and his allies in big pharma. Mr. President and commissioners, that it is clear that very soon, certainly within this calendar year in the United States, we will be doing early phase one testing for safety in vaccines. We have NIH-funded, federal government-sponsored vaccine evaluation units. It's a good collaboration between industry, the federal government, and academia. What's not known to most people, and would be surprising to many, not all, is that Dr. Fauci and others at the NIH are in partnership. They have patents, pharmaceutical patents, and they're in partnership with the companies. Their official job is to serve the public interest. But that has been sort of set aside, brushed away as if that's only a formality. The 1985 Dole Act allowed NIAID and Dr. Fauci personally to file patents on the hundreds of new drugs that his agency-funded BIs were incubating and then to license those drugs to pharmaceutical companies and collect royalties on their sales. 
my uncle's daddy deliberately and purposely brought in as his chief administrative aide, Terry Byrne, who was the first openly gay administrative aide on Capitol Hill. He was also the first openly HIV-infected administrative aide on Capitol Hill, and this was very controversial at that time because people were terrified of being exposed even to people who they believed were maybe infected with HIV. Think about it. Here we had this new disease that you could have without being aware of it. This gave rise to media scare stories about getting AIDS from toilet seats and stuff like that. The public seems to have a toughest time in separating facts from fiction. Can children contact AIDS by drinking something? I would like to know if you can contact AIDS by fiction, touching, or just being around someone that has the disease. Well, as you know, there have been reports that the virus can occasionally be found in saliva. And in New Jersey, officials say that they will allow school superintendents to suspend students, teachers, or other staff who are suffering from AIDS. There is considerable talk about mandatory reporting of all AIDS cases and required blood tests, and much agonizing over the question of quarantine. So, for example, if, if the close contact of a child is a household contact, perhaps there will be a certain number of cases of individuals who are just living with and in close contact with someone with AIDS, but just the ordinary close contact that one sees in normal interpersonal relationships. If that's the case, then indeed the implications for the spread to even other groups besides infants and children become something that needs to be reckoned with. So I think it is going to have a major impact on our thinking about what the real confines of the syndrome will be. And when I say Anthony Fauci is essentially a social engineer, I mean that. Because what he does, he re-engineers how people think of human contact, touch, intimacy. You know about pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about responsibility. Yes. How much do you know about AIDS? We have a long way to go to fight against HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. HIV is spread by sharing needles and through sex with an infected person. When it came to sex, Cindy was the life of the party. She went from one partner to another, until one day she met a partner who would stay with her for the rest of her life. AIDS. Don't experiment with sex. If you do use a condom, for being the life of the party could be the death of you. The story of AIDS is fast becoming the most socially charged health issue of the decade. What you see there is a kind of, I would say, almost like an earthquake moment in, in, in time. In American culture, biology, virology, politics, everything. It was a disease that was so horrendous and terrifying that it, it necessitated people staying away from each other. No more sexual contact, no more casual sexual contact. Not only sex, all forms of human contact. And now all of a sudden, as though a switch is turned, now it represents death and potentially murdering somebody that you love. I mean, these are really radical ideas and very dark ideas. Given the, the long incubation period of this disease, we may be starting to see, as we're seeing virtually as the months go by, other groups that can be involved. And, and seeing it in children is really quite disturbing. 
It used to be that Anthony Fauci, Robert Gallo, and all of them told the American people, if you test positive today, you are probably going to die within six months to a year. Then it became three years, then it became five years, then it became 10 years, and they kept stretching it and stretching it. You needed to be tested in order to know that you have it, and you needed to be tested with PCR technology. Does that sound familiar? Uh, its inventor, Kerry Mullis, was beside himself with anger that it was being used to diagnose uh, people with HIV, which was then supposed to lead inexorably to AIDS. He spoke out against this at the time. Guys like Fauci get up there and start talking. You know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face. Nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope, and if it's got a virus in there, you will know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine and should not be in a position like he's in. He repeatedly said, including on tape, you should not use the PCR test to diagnose clinical infection with viruses. He repeatedly said that. What are we doing? Using the PCR test to distinguish clinical diagnostic tests with viruses. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to. And they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. When uh, Bob Gallup proved that it was the etiologic agent in 1984, we had a, a diagnostic test approved by the FDA in 1985. That was really quick, from literally less than a year from the time that it was shown to be the virus that causes this disease. My mentor as a young undergraduate actually traveled with Bob Gallo to the Pasteur Institute and met with Luc Montagnier and uh, brought back uh, their DNA isolate uh, that could be used to produce the AIDS virus. Luc Montagnier sent a biological sample, let's just say, to Robert Gallo for his feedback in 1983. Robert Gallo famously held those demonstrably same proteins up at the press conference where he declared that HIV had been found in his lab and was the cause of AIDS. Credit must go to our eminent doctor, Robert Gallo. A massive battle ensued. I went over to Montagnier afterwards and I said, I can't find a uh, reference like who I can't find a reference to go with the statement HIV is the probable cause of AIDS I, I'm sure you can help me so he said why don't you use the NIH like the, the CDC report and I said well I looked at that and that was not a scientific paper and the people standing around by the way who were his colleagues there looked at him like they were thinking he should come up with a better answer but he couldn't Luc Montagnier was always an interesting figure and always a thorn in the side of the orthodoxy. HIV by itself, some strains of HIV are not sufficient to induce AIDS. Even for the beginning, actually, we, we thought maybe uh, for the activation of that virus in cells, we need some cofactors. Cofactors are not necessary. I think a lot of the data point to, at best, HIV being a cofactor and one of the human herpes viruses may play a key role in the development of that disease to the extent that it is attributable to a virus infection.
Nevertheless, Dr. Fauci, of course, has been long committed to the belief system that HIV is the sole cause of a immunodeficiency virus syndrome. There was a war that I covered from the first shot fired, which was in 1987 with Peter Duceborough's paper, that most people do not know took place. A war that took place over the soul of American science, the classical science world where you have to prove what you're saying and not until you've proven it do you move forward. And the postmodern, post-Faucian, industrial, hyper-monetized, hyper-propagandized, non-scientific world. HIV cannot be the cause of AIDS because it doesn't infect enough cells and isn't active enough. It's only found in one out of 8,000 T cells. It's really unfortunate because what he's doing, he's creating a tremendous amount of anxiety in the people who are infected because they think that there's some conspiracy among scientists against them. It really is very unfortunate. And coming from him, who has, he has some qualifications. Something happened to him uh, in his thinking over the past couple of years. I don't know what it is. HIV was never present by any means in all cases of AIDS. But Anthony Fauci made sure that there was a perfect correlation by eliminating about 5,000 HIV-negative AIDS cases. There was a conference in Amsterdam in the early 1990s, an AIDS conference. Doctors started to go to the podium in a session where they were talking about HIV-negative AIDS. And they began to say, yeah, I have some too. A clinical AIDS patient has every symptom but tests negative on every test no matter how many times they test. And so there was a clamor, there was a sense of anxiety. Wait a minute, what is this? Could it be, could it be that Peter Duisburg is right? And Anthony Fauci flew in on Air Force Two to that conference and he did his thing and he, he quashed it. He just quashed it. He gave a statement through Newsweek that this just wasn't an issue. It was a misunderstanding. And what they did at that moment was they took all of the HIV-negative AIDS cases and they renamed them and threw them out of the official definition. In a brazen move to explain away the anomaly of AIDS without HIV, Dr. Fauci declared that the unexplained AIDS cases represented a new disease to avoid suspicion that his, quote, new disease, end quote, was, after all, chronic fatigue syndrome. Dr. Fauci labeled his discovery idiopathic CD4 plus lymphocytopenia, or ICL. In this tongue twister, idiopathic means of unknown source. I did not know whether HIV AIDS was the thing that was, was the force that killed all of these people in the 80s and 90s. What we do know is that there was a deliberate, purposeful effort that was orchestrated by Tony Fauci, a crusade, to silence dissidents, to make sure the debate didn't happen, to make sure that science that challenged the official orthodoxy was suppressed, um, that people who voiced that science had their careers destroyed, that they were silenced, that they were vilified, that they were marginalized, that they were 
they were ridiculed, that they were made radioactive. said, you know, this is the Vietnam of our generation, so I'm going to designate a column. And I became the editor of that column and often the writer of the column. Frustration over the AIDS crisis spilled over into a big protest today at City Hall in Manhattan. More than 2,000 people demanding action. An estimated 1 million people in the United States have HIV. That number could grow exponentially starting tomorrow. Fire Fauci. Need drugs. Need the drugs. This is a story about racism. This is a story about sexism. This is a story about greed. And this is war. And the National Institutes of Health are refusing to do their job. I don't have access to these trials. The criterion are too tight. They take too long. And every day I read about drugs that are available, and they're not going to trial. There's no access to any new drugs. And I'm coming here to ask for access to these drugs. The FDA will move as quickly as possible to address this issue and expand the uh, the indication for, for AZT. He didn't even blink. This was entirely second nature to him to unblinkingly get on television night after night and speak of this incredibly toxic chemical. And I mean, really toxic. People with asymptomatic HIV infection. Since AZT is a, is a drug that's already on the market, physicians can, can at their discretion prescribe it for whatever it is that they want to prescribe it for. Anthony Fauci made a decision at a certain point and came out with it that anybody with CD4 cells lower than 500, though they were still healthy and not symptomatic of AIDS, should go on AZT as a preventive measure. All participants whose T4 counts are less than 500 should be offered AZT. I knew that the drug had come out of a an anti-cancer program. Uh, it, it basically, it's a modified uh, nucleic acid. Our, you know, our DNA and RNA are made of, of these little chemical bases. And when you modify some of them, they can jam the machinery of cells replicating. That's how a lot of chemotherapy drugs work. And this is just the same. One person I interviewed, his brother was perfectly healthy and had been persuaded to go on a high dose of AZT, and he was dead within a year, but also his face melted, melted away. It's like, it's, it's like Hiroshima, very powerful radiation. He was diagnosed. He had advanced AIDS, near death, just months to live, massive infections in his lungs, all over his body, uh, Kaposi sarcoma, lesions on his skin, high titers of the virus all throughout his body. And instead of being dead today, as most of the people taking AZT were by undergoing hyperthermia at the University of Rome, today he is alive and well. There is a successful series of treatments. I use the word treatments. Uh, there's no one treatment I think is better than any other. Hyperthermia, vitamin C drips, ozone treatment. I have taken my medical records down to the National Institutes of Health to Dr. Fauci's lab and showed them because they have presently discredited this treatment. And that's why our federal government has not allowed it here in the United States as of yet. Um, showed them my medical records. 
And what I did is I blanked out a set that had my name on it, showed them and said, well, what do you think of this? Their response is, well, this person obviously got better. What did they do? Fauciism is a, an absolute contempt for natural non-toxic therapies, a contempt for the whole dialectic and discussion about what is an immune system, what is health, how do you detoxify, what does it mean when you're, when you're getting sick from a, a chronic illness, uh, is it just a matter of attacking the accused pathogen with the most toxic drugs kind of imaginable. AZT at the time was the most toxic drug that had ever been put in a capsule and given to human beings. My uncle and Terry Byrne spent a lot of time meeting with Tony Fauci and trying to persuade him to have a parallel track. Their proposal was to create a parallel track approval system that would allow community AIDS doctors to conduct clinical studies on off-the-shelf drugs that neither pharma nor NIAID wanted to test. AZT at that time was headed to be the most expensive drug in history. It would cost $10,000. Experiment ever done on human beings. At a very fundamental level, we have no understanding of what we've done, and yet we have taken this synthetic molecule that's not really RNA and administered it to global populations. Hey, hey, what's happening, everybody? We are here for some hot damn politics, man. That's part one of the real Anthony Fauci. Part two, we'll get into it um, next show. That's part one. We um, concluded um, part one. Can y'all hear me? Let me make sure I'm getting that y'all can hear me, please. Can y'all give me a one over there in the, the mansion, if y'all can hear me? That's what's up. That's what's up. Thank you. Alright, so let's get into it, man. It's a lot we got to talk about tonight. It's a lot we got to build on tonight, cause man, oh man, it's going down. It is going down out here in these streets, and I don't mean the streets where the niggas dwell. I'm talking about in these worldwide streets that these folks got going on, and uh, we got to talk about it, man, because. We are living in some, living in, it's almost, this shit is like the, almost like, I, I feel like the twilight zone at this, at this moment. I feel like we're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how the twilight zone goes. It's just this shit is like, it's just the unspeakable. It's the unfathomable. And, it, and, it's, and it's done under the cloak. And it's right up under your nose at the same time. And it's all culminating. It's like this shit. It's like when you put, you know, when you put, you if you got some baking soda, right, and you just throw some acid on that shit and it just bubble over and bump and, and you know how that shit just explode. I feel like that's like, kind of like at this precipice going on right now. But And, and, and I want to talk about that tonight. I want to build on that tonight because if that retrograde is real, then we overstand it. 
<laughs> with everything else that's going on in the world. But I'm going to be quiet. We're going to do this intro, and, and we're going to get this show started. Tonight, WJG, hot damn politics, man. Let's get it going. WGAG Radio presents Hot Damn Politics. Queen of the two lands, Nefertiti. Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwafu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's cult or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destructed five seconds. Good luck, Nefertiti. I'm trying to tell you when it's on 
Welcome, the Brain Trust, the Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. Brain trust, the brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust.
well. The brain trust. The brain trust. The brain trust. Good, y'all. Good, y'all. What's up, what's up, man? I swear, every time them hand claps, it just made me want to go into a yeah, y'all. Uh-huh. A yeah, y'all. It reminds me of a tribe called Quest Track. You know, we on the, now, is it World Tour? We on the World Tour with Muhammad, my man. Yeah, come on, something like that. But that's what that hand clap bar remind me of. But them intros get me pumped up. Shout out to the, the one and only Don, the Coleon. With our collaboration, Big Sal, for um, great intros you do. They, I, everybody love them. I love them. They get me so fired up. They get me in the right frame of mind. Is it Midnight Marauder? I know that's the name of the album, Midnight Marauder, but uh, yeah, y'all. Uh-huh. One of the two, either that or relaxa- um, relaxation. What is that shit called? Electric relaxation? I think that's the track. But anyway... These intros always get me fired up, get me in the right frame of mind to be able to deliver you hot damn politics right here on WGAG. As often as I can on Wednesday nights. I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep doing the show, man, because they cracking down on niggas, man, free speech. Talking is, talking is becoming, woo, talking has become fucking gold, I mean, you know, <laughs> how much can you talk about these days, boy, because I'm telling you what they, what they, what they've been doing and what they're getting ready to unleash on, uh, when it comes to our ability to, to really speak freely in public forums and public squares, whether they be here, uh, whether they be on, whatever, online, it's, it's coming, that, you know what I'm saying, that head is here, and we're going to talk about that tonight. Because remember, we told you about this. We told you about that they was trying to sneak in a truth council in the Green New Deal. See, this is why we read bills. That's why many of us, unlike the mass population, don't know what the fuck is about to come at them, what's about to hit them, because these motherfuckers don't read. They don't want to read a bill. Who wants to read a political bill? Who wants to read HR, House Resolution 13549? That shit's boring. It ain't interesting. But everything is right there. They don't hide shit. They really don't hide stuff. Some things they they could have have hidden, but they really don't. It's about how they write it. And if you write it in the right way, most won't even overstand or take the time to comprehend what the fuck they just wrote and what it all means. So that's what we try to do here on high damn politics is bring this the, the information, keep keep abreast to what the fuck they got going on right now, what is to come around the bend. Because what we have to be able to do is to maneuver and to be able to see what it is that they ain't done yet, but we know that's on the horizon. Shit that you know how they say things that you can't see around the corner when you driving on the highway and you're getting ready to bend that corner, but we have to be able to see what's already around that corner before it ever gets here. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say what's up to everybody that's in the building tonight. It's good to see all the names, everybody chatting. I even see some faces out here. You know, it's just good to be here tonight. I'm glad to see us all gathered here. We are gathered here. Dang, we give thanks. 
Let us pray over not the food, but over everybody who is here with us physically, everybody who's in this chat room, everybody who ain't in this chat room. May we say amun, may we say amen, a woman, and everything else. <laughs> What's going on? I'm just bullshit, though. Oh, but what's up to everybody that's in the building? I'm going to start over there in the after party. What's happening over there in the, a, uh, in the after party? We're still over there in the after party. A Shawana Shanae, I probably fucked that all. Now, you have so many syllables in, that, in, in your name or so many vowels that I, I know I'm going to fuck up. <laughs> I'm just going to say Shanae. Can I say Shanae? I got an auntie named Shanae, and we just call her Shanae. Can I call you Shanae? Because I'm going to fuck it up. And I want to be very respectful because names mean a lot. <laughs> so I hate when people fuck up my name. So, but, you know, it's all good. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to see you, though. We over here, I don't know, are you in, do you, are you in the mansion over here on Discord, Shanae? I don't know if you are, if you have a link over there, do you go by another name over there in Discord? But that's where we all at. Okay, where do you go by in, in discourse, just so I know, because I don't be knowing all the time, because some people switch up their names, and um, some people don't, you know, some people keep their name, like, my name is different, because I had, oh, I, I had a different, I already had an account before the whole fam came over on to Discord, so, my name is CEO Mom, but y'all know me as Neff, but it's good to see you, nonetheless, that's where we all at. Oh, you call my ish? Okay, got you, got you. Word. Okay. Well, it's good to see you tonight, and I want to say what's up to everybody that's over here in the mansion. What's happening with everybody kicking it over here in Mama's mansion, in her house? There are many rooms. You understand? So let's go to the general room over here. Let's go. I'll call that the living room. The general room is the living room. And um, who all over there who's not in here? I see... um. Mm, I think everybody, I see Sobek. What's happening with you, Sobek? Sobek is over in the living room. You need to make your way into the, um, you call that, we're going to just call the other room the upper room or whatever, but this is the living room. I see, so I see only Sobek over in the living room. Everybody else is over here. What's happening to the family up over here? Um, start for everybody named, I see Boss Lady is in the building. What's happening, Boss Lady? Son of Mama, that that some nigga named Tony. A wish the gal twenty twenty was going on with a wish. She wakes the what she said she'll wake the dead to consume the living. What's going on with your bar L is in the building. What's going on bar L? J one is in the building. It's good to see you J one. Good evening to you J one. None your business. We do it for the pockets. What's happening with you, Nunya? Nunya is in the building tonight. ID that I am. You know who he is. Is in the building. What's going on with your ID? Doc Mechanic is in the building. What's going on with you, Doc Mechanic? Rahu Bat Zamu Nubi is in the building. Nubi Rahu Nine is in the building tonight. I see Sister Zena, the green one. What's going on with you, Zena? Zena's in the building tonight. Let me get them hand claps for Sister Zena. Saw Twink in here earlier. What's going on with you, Twink Star Double R's in the building? Who else is over there? So, Sobek is in the big house. Um, who else? 
did I not get? I see Sadia B. What's going on with you, Sadia? You in the building? And of course, the one and only. She needs no introduction. Miss WGAG herself. What's happening, Don? Good to see you. Literally, I can see you. Good to see you. Hanging out on a on a Wednesday night over here. Hope everybody's doing great. Hope everybody's day has been great thus far. Hopefully, I can cap it off with a nightcap tonight for some hot damn politics. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a lot to talk about. We um the intro video was the real Anthony Fauci. And, and like I said, where do I want to start? Because, I, I mean, there's so many parts that I want to hit on tonight. Hopefully we can get it all in in these four hours tonight. Um, but we, I guess we'll start with the, with vaccines because we're, we, uh, I was playing the, um, the real Anthony Fauci. And so, as you know, I wanted you all to pay close attention to what that bill that was signed in the childhood um, the childhood vaccines, okay, and what happened as a result of that injury um, foundation or that injury court that was made, right? Could you all peep that? Because it's very important. So when they, when um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the one whose, um, you know, documentary, this movie is based off of his book with the scraggly voice, I don't know what happened to RFK Jr. They sound like they probably gave him something to try to fuck up his vocal cords, and he sound like a sound like the DOC they used to rap. But um, he um, he and some other people created the um, the injury, the vaccine injury courts. So because of that of that, you know, them creating that body, they were able to hold these companies liable, all right? So Moderna, GlaxoKleinSmith, Pfizer, um, Bayer, um, and the list goes on, were all fucking liable for anybody that they fucked up making these drugs, Right? So now that they their pockets was vulnerable, they went to Congress. They used their they used their political lobbying power, all right, to go ahead and get a law written by Reagan in the early 1980s to give them immunity, immunity from um well actually not to hold them, to shield them from liability. And the way that they got that done, all right, and the way that they got that done was if a particular vaccine that they created was put into the childhood vaccine, you know, mandatory vaccine under the childhood um, mandatory shots. You know what I'm saying? So your um, chicken pox, um, your MERS, all that shit that we that that's been going on all those years, and particularly since 1980 on up, that's how they shielded themselves from from liability. So anytime they created a new vaccine, it would get shielded from uh, prosecution. And the way that that's done, and okay, and the way that that's done, and how do they get recommendations for childhood vaccine? That comes by recommendation by the CDC, 
the center of disease control. All right? This is how um, childhood mandatory vaccines become a thing. All right? So let me get this for you real quick. Let me pull this up for you, family. I'm going to pull this up on here. Let's see. COVID. COVID. Um, uh, what is it called? Um, recommendations. Child, childhood, right? Childhood. Here we go. All right. So with everything I just just explained, right? They put COVID the COVID shot on the pediatric schedule. They they, they recommend it to be put on the pediatric schedule. Y'all hear me? So that means that they will be grandfathered and shielded with liability. Even though all the rules and regulations that it takes to get a scheduled pediatric vaccine on that list, they bypass it all. Do you understand why they can bypass it? It's because we are still under an emergency emergency authorization act to this day. They keep re-upping that shit. So that's the only reason why they can have a low threshold, right, that they can have a low threshold as far as testing and observation of side effects, because usually observation takes five to ten years. You know what I'm saying? Before they can put it on the schedule for pediatrics for, to give to children. Now, you mean to tell me you're going to mandate or recommend, or recommend that COVID shots go on the pediatric schedule when children are the least likely to suffer anything from COVID? They are the least likely. The least like they are, they have the lowest percentage of anything happening to them. But they want that, they want that protection, y'all. They want, they need that protection. They need that protection. I'm going to play something for you real quick. I'm going to play this clip for you because um, there's another documentary called Die Suddenly. And speaking of dying suddenly, another um, young man, um, a college player, just died the other day, 20 years old, University of something, falls out, just, you know, at home, kills over. Today, Mike Zimmerman's son, who was an assistant coach for the Minnesota Vikings, 38 years old, died today. He suddenly dies today. Healthy young man. 38 years old, suddenly dies. I'll play this for you real quick <clears throat> because uh, Peter, uh, where's that damn leak? I think I gave it to Don the other day. Let's see if I can find it real quick because I don't know if I still have it up. I don't. Um, I think it's what it is. Is it Stuart Peter, Peter Stewart? Well, I think so. Peter, Stuart Peter, I think. Give me a second, y'all. I hate to have to go all the way up. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. Hold on one second. 
I'm trying to find it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Don't no, um, give it to me. I, I just want you all to see this trailer because I, t- I always play the clip for us every couple of weeks of Dr. Sean Brooks talking about that we were going to see people dying large amounts from six months to the next five years. But they ain't telling you the death rate that's happening in Europe. Because remember, Europe, Israel, all of them was already, they was ahead of America. Go look at their sudden death, um, their sudden or, un, you know, what they call them, mystery deaths that they got going on over there. Thank you, Don. Let me pull that up real quick. Here we go, fam. All right, so look at my screen, fam. Here we go. Y'all ready? Let me know y'all ready. Y'all ready to watch this, this this quick? Yes? Thank you. All right, let me um put my screen on here. Like, boom. All right, here we go. Why? Why? Why do we never believe them? These people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 23. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go on to Google and go into the news section and then type in Die Suddenly. And lo and behold. Hey, Sam, I want you all to really do that right now. Die Suddenly. When I did that Google search, yeah, it's real. You start seeing all the people that die suddenly if they ain't already changed their algorithm because you know how they do. Here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so... If the vaccine might be causing that. Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccine. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blame. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because, look, if people understood what was in the vaccine, they'd go apeshit. It's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this, and something needs to be said. Somebody needs to look into it. I've talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. Why is Bill Gates involved in public health? And why does public health spend the first part telling you how the world is overpopulating? And at first glance, this is a bit scary. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a that's a 12 sigma event. One in 800 years. 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculating that. It's apocalyptic. I thought she was protected with that Pfizer. There's a huge part of me that feels a responsibility for everything that's happened. I'm so sorry. 
the doctor after a while came out and said, your son's dead, you can go home now. <clears throat> Who knows? Young people are dying with this. I said to Mr. Hirschman, this is different. This isn't normal, is it? And he said, absolutely not. The dead can't speak for themselves, so therefore I have to speak for them. We're connecting dots here. You know, there's no way that that type of obstruction would not cause stroke, heart failure. My sister died. Uh... Hey, y'all, y'all see them fucking blood clots? You see them blood clots they pulling out of people? You see what that shit look like? Here we go. Connecting dots here. You know, there's no way that that type of obstruction would not cause stroke, heart failure. My sister died. Uh, she was 58, and she died suddenly on Friday of a heart attack. They will do with you what they feel like doing to you. It's the new bullet. It's the new missile. It's the new form of warfare. I want people to understand that we're in a fifth-generation warfare for the heart and the mind. This is the greatest orchestrated die-off in the history of the world. It goes up November 21st. Evil in this world and evil like we could not possibly imagine. Yeah. And you know when it come out on the 21st, we're going to make sure we are some of the first people to watch it when it hits on the 21st. But the reason why I played that, though, again, the reason why I play it is because, again, to get to this, fam, right here on the screen. CDC vaccine advisors vote to add COVID shots to the pediatric schedule. You understand what I'm saying? 15 nothing vote. A 15 nothing vote. These motherfuckers, though, you, we, we know, we understand they don't, like we say, <laughs> those people are weighed down by their souls because your soul is your emotional being, your emotional aspect of you, we know these people are, don't have no soul, man. They, they don't even have a conscience, baby. They don't even have a conscience. You know what I'm saying? They they do what they do. <laughs> they do what they do. They're putting this shit on. Now, again, it goes, um, it goes to the states. Now, the states have the ability to put this on their schedule or not for the most part. That's why um, when we do talk about politics, politics is very local. It is extremely important that you have the right people locally um, and, and within government. And we're going to build on that tonight too. Um, Mr. Uh, Lowry should be joining us tonight. I did speak with him. I Finally, um, 
got to reach him finally a couple of days ago. So um, he should be joining us tonight. So um, look forward to hearing his input. But, yeah. So, again, peep, y'all, they're putting this shit on the schedule for the least likely to be affected by any kind of flu, any of that shit that goes on. You understand me? Children are not mandated to take a flu vaccine every every school year. They're not. So, but they but they want to put this COVID shit on there because why? It's because they know people are dying, so they have to shield themselves from any liability from being sued because mm-hmm. the case is going to be. You know, they they you know what I'm saying it's it's going to be through the roof. These motherfuckers are passing away. They barely wanted the children. Um, the thing is, people are thinking twice before they move forward with anything. You know, they just they just rolled out this um the boosters, right? They just rolled out the boosters. Um, what a month a month a month ago. Maybe a couple of weeks ago, um, Joe Biden took his his booster shot on 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 television for the people. Well, they've only had seven percent enrollment. I'm gonna have to give a hand for the rest of the everyday dummies. So the rest the rest of them said, "I'm cool." At this point, they like, "Nah, I'm good." And see, again, when it comes to this sudden death and these deaths, check this out. People who pass away, if they are not up to date with their boosters, um, meaning people who are not what five shots in, what is what is what is what is the um, on on pass? How many shots you got to have to be up to date with these folks? Four or five? I don't know. One is one of the two. I think it's either four or five. Four? Is it five? One of the two, right? So four or five. Right? It was one of them, right? So if you are, if you pass away from anything that they want to say is COVID-related, if you are haven't, haven't had your fourth or fifth shot, on the death certificate, they are saying you are unvaccinated. This way, they can then still distance themselves from people who are passing away so there's no causation, right? They'll say there's no causation to the shots because these people weren't even up to date. They didn't take their third and fourth and fifth shots. So that's how they're doing on the medical side with this whole thing. So, again, um, they're going after the children. Is they 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 want like I said this one here they kind of they went for the gusto five billion people have been hit five billion on they they they've hit up five billion people so not only are they know they're getting rid of the people who pass away suddenly but they also know they're creating more disease in the world. So they'll continuously have patients that they'll continuously get paid off of already, even more so. 
even more so, just exponentially. They already had that through the food that people eat, um, depending on where they live as far as the toxicity of the, of the, of the air and how it interacts with them and triggers cancers and triggers that and triggers that, triggers this and that. But now they sped that shit up. So now they have this infinite supply of people who are going to chronically live with these cancers and everything else until they pass on. That's been accelerated through this shot, all right? But then they're going to have the other people who they call the useless leaders either way who go who dying off. Mhm. So yeah, I mean, more shots, more shots, um, newbie, so they can to continue to diminish the immune system. The more these people take shots, the more dependent their immune system is going to be on the shots. Even work, you know, what I mean? it's, they have this dependency. It's like dope. You don't get your fix. Anything, you know, then you. For when it comes to the immune system, anything that hits them is going to have a serious adverse reaction to because they have nothing. They, their body can't even do what it's designed to do anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's can't, it can't do it. It can't fight shit off. It can't. So the simplest is shit going to take them out or at least get them seriously ill. Just from the simplest shit. You know, the common cold take their ass out. The common cold, where you and I just get a stuffy nose for a day or two, maybe an itchy sore throat for uh, uh, three days, it fucks them up. Right? So, yeah, that's so that you got that on, on that front. All right? Right, a hangnail. Right? Shit. You got a hangnail if you get, if it get infected or bleed up and bubble up. Them people, it's going to fuck them up. They probably going to have to get their whole hand removed eventually. Okay? Okay. All right. So let's get into the politics of things. Let's get into the, the charade of politics. Let's talk about the charades of politics. November 8th is the midterm elections. What is what does it all mean, right? What what does the midterms mean? Hmm? Well, midterms. It is said they that Republicans, conservatives, whatever the fuck, have mounted a real good effort to be able to take over the House of Representatives and possibly the Senate. What does that mean? Is it even important, and why is it of any significance, right? Why is it of any significance? Well, I happen to have a a little bit of a hope, or I ain't going to say hope. There is a fighting faction who are trying to slow down this dip-dastardly shit that these people are actually implementing out here. So if they if Republicans being headed by particular candidates which are Trump candidates hit and they win these they win these seats and particularly the House of Representatives, we get ready, we gonna watch probably the greatest show, political show on earth upcoming. If they if they real about this shit, 
And what the, what am I talking about? Well, the House of Representatives has subpoena power. So subpoena power means that you can actually go ahead and, and fucking um, bring these people basically to trial. You you can bring them you can bring them to the forefront. And for all these these I'm not saying like this these white folks all these people that are voting who and I, I and I must say um, the Make America Great Again group a lot of niggas have woken up man a lot of and I'm talking about the niggas who vote people the the, the newbie folk who participate in the exercise, especially on the local level. Because remember, these are state, these are Senate races, and um, these are House races and Senate races. Right now, Democrats are trailing in places they should not, especially in New York. That shit happens on the 8th. But what happens? But what, but, but what do they pull? Because they know they're about to lose possible power. You know they had to. You know they had to create a flag. You know they had to create a false flag situation. You know they had to create a false flag scenario because they getting their they're getting they're probably getting ready to get their ass kicked. So they have to plant all these seeds of doubt and all these seeds of chaos that they want to create because the other party is about to possibly take over more than not. So what do they do? Nancy Pelosi, old San Francisco Nancy Pelosi, the, the leader, the speaker of the House, the third in line of secession to be president and anything happening, it goes down at her $15 million mansion in one of the most secure neighborhoods in all America, and particularly in San Francisco. You can't get your way up there. You can't even drive near. Broadway up there in San Francisco. You can't even get over there, baby. They, your phone goes bad up there because they got scramblers up there where she lived. And they gonna expect that some crazy ass white boy would just happen to just break in her back door and 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 get on in there and beat and hit her husband, an 82 year old man, upside the head with a hammer. Right? So we knew, again, remember, Paul Pelosi just got caught in a DUI less than a month ago when an unsuspecting person in the car that they never said was actually in the car. So we have this transient from Berkeley. We got this transient man from Berkeley, who's a is who's an ex who's in who was in a nudist a nudist hippie progressive cult or or, or a co-op. They they tell us broken this shit and and <laughs> broken this man house at two o'clock in the morning with a hammer. All right, so this is what I'm about to do. I'm going to play you 
the original, the first, the first press conference from the chief of police of San Francisco about this attack. And I want y'all to listen closely. I want y'all to hear what he says. All right, let me let me pull it up. San Francisco PD. Hold on, sir. Uh, San Francisco. Um, let me put it. SFPD. Uh, Paul Pelosi. Uh, press conference. Here we go. All right, here we go. I need. I want the original. Here we go. Five days ago. Here we go. One second, fam. My screen's still up. Let me see if my screen is. Am I still okay? My screen's still up. Y'all looking? Here we go. Hey, good morning. Hey, we'll go ahead and get started. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2:27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePepe were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins, and her team. All right. Did you hear when the man said that when they pulled up, they both was holding a hammer? They said when the police arrived, Mr. Pelosi and Mr. Pepe were both holding hammers. Okay. So that means when the 5-0 arrived and walked through the door, they was already engaged. Right? They was already in some kind of standoff, right? Both holding hammers. So, <laughs> right? It was straight hammer time. So, it comes out in the Associated Press that same day that someone opened the door, according to the San Francisco Police Department, the first officer on the scene, some a third person unnamed opened the door for this, <laughs> opened the door <laughs> for the police officer. And when they got in, right? And when they got in there, they was holding hammers in front of each other. Let's take a look at the back door in which they say this man broke in to this house. We got because y'all got to see the window. You got to see now. Understand this is again a gated part of San Francisco. 
You can't you can't get into this neighborhood. You understand you you it's hard to get over there. So you just can't hop the fence and, and get into these folks' neighborhood. Everybody in this community has private security. Include Nancy Pelosi on top of having Capitol Police that that watches over her, even when she ain't home. That watch that house. Not to mention they you know, these are fifteen million dollars on average the average house and where they live is fifteen million dollars. You know there's cameras everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. Right? <laughs> so here we go. Let me let me show you the picture of this house, man. So Here's the October surprise. You knew they were going to spin this shit. They were going to spin it. They were going to spin it for political reasons, under 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 a political guide to say to create whatever the fuck they wanted to create. Oh, this is um, you know, this is radical, white wing, crazy, crazy man. They went to go look at his uh, social media accounts. Uh, he just started posting on Facebook in October. The man was off social media for like 15 years. But all of a sudden, this this past month, he started posting shit. We already knew they hacked this shit. This is, this is fake. But I want y'all to see this. I want y'all to see this. Right, y'all got to see this shit here. I'm trying to show you the picture of the house. Mm. Hold on, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. Because I don't want to, I don't want to use that. I'm trying to get something that's a little bit more, um, (laughs) that's a little bit more neutral. We're trying to stay away from the, the bias reporting, but it's hard. Let's listen to this real quick. Because you'll be able to see pictures from this one. I want y'all to see what that back window looked like. And you tell me for yourself if you think that that man, that that shit was busted from the outside as compared being busted from the inside, a window being busted from the inside. Hold on. What we know kind of so far, mm-hmm. this is the things that have been reported, and I'm not sure we're sure of all of this. Um, May 2022, Paul Pelosi was in a DUI car crash. Passenger airbag goes off even though he was alone. We don't know why. I don't know if that's usual. He pleads guilty on the 23rd of August. On the 24th, there was some random schizo posting that started on a blog that had been dormant for 15 years. On September 8th, the, I think it's Friendly Friends site, is registered in the name of uh, DePuppe. He's a hippie, but we'll get into that in a minute. On September 8th, the site is registered in his name. However, there are no posts. On October 24th, loads of posts are made on the website. While posted in October, they're titled February, to make it seem like they were much older. Then on October 28th, four days later, at 2.27 a.m., the police arrived at the Pelosi residence for a welfare check. Now, this is, this is what they said uh, at first. Someone opened the door. A third person opened the door. 
And see, that's the thing. It was a welfare check, not an emergency 911, somebody broke in my house, I need help, but a wellness check. So who made the wellness check? Who called the police or the SFPD for a wellness check? Right? Have you ever made a wellness check to somebody? Right? So it wasn't, so it wasn't, so I'm going to play the um, dispatch. I'm going to play the dispatch, the 911, not the actual call because they haven't released that. They won't release the actual 911 call. Now, you know, damn well, TMZ get their hands on everything. Why we ain't heard that 911 call? But we, I will play you the dispatch call between the two, the dispatch folks. We ain't got no cam yet. We know by law in San Francisco and majority of um, police departments all across the country, you have to have on your body cam, right? Cameras all over that neighborhood. Ain't nobody seen shit. They haven't released when you at when they asked the district attorney when are we going to be able to see the film. You know what she said? She said, oh, we're not going to show that right now based on if we're going to use it in the preliminary hearing. What? You're not showing it. Because we don't know if we're going to use that in the preliminary hearing. Bitch, we saw the George Floyd videos before anything happened. We saw George Floyd in the, in the drugstore. Right? We've seen the police walk up on him, supposedly. We supposedly saw this nigga get choked out, stepped on, and everything before there was anything that happened to the dude, the police. So, we, I mean, we see videos all the time. We, we watch videos of people getting robbed, shot, stabbed all the time. But we can't get no video of the police on the scene at Pelosi's house. They won't give it out. Matter of fact, when when you know how we have the Freedom of Information Act in this in this country, how you can request particular documents and shit that are now actually public record. Well, someone's someone's um, rap sheet, somebody's rap sheet can be they can get through the Freedom of Information Act, and particularly media. Like, well, guess what? You can't get the peppies. The city of San Francisco and the city of Berkeley will not release this man's background, his rap sheet, for any other thing he's been arrested for. When when has the media not been able to get someone's rap sheet, a, a trail of all their arrests? Well, here we go the door for the police. However, they have said, no, that was a mistake. There was no other person in the house except those two. The glass door is also busted. It appears to be busted from the inside. I mean, I watched enough Columbo. Excuse me, sir. One more thing. Wouldn't the glass be on the inside of the door and not the outside of the door? But we don't know what kind of glass it was. We have no idea. Um, Pelosi has a hammer 
And when the police arrive, DePape manages to take the hammer from Pelosi and bashes his head multiple times. All of that happens while the police are there. So while pulping Paul Pelosi, DePape... See, that's the thing. The Associated Press and Political first said that a third person unnamed opened the door. So now they got these the official um the official what they call that confession because this dude is singing like a bird supposedly right they supposedly got him he's he telling the whole story right so they came out with the whole confession and gave it to all the media outlets this is what he said even though it's on camera how many times have we seen the show what's that shit the first 48 you know how we've seen the first 48 right and how they tell on themselves, and they sitting in that little room, and they just telling what happened. We still, they won't let us see that video either. But they gave us a written account of what he said happened. All right. So on October 28th, Politico said that a third person opened the door for the police officers. But they come back three days later and say, well, there was no third person. Okay, so that leaves two people. The cop on the scene said, when the door opened, he didn't say the door was unlocked and I walked in. He said when the door was open. So, so, so you mean to tell me one of the two, one of them two opened the door for the police? But here it is. I let I let Glenn they repeatedly on this part says, "Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy?" Police take him into custody. Media and the Democrats immediately point to the schizo blog and say, he's a far-right terrorist. Street View images from DePape's home show BLM signs and a Bernie sign. The home is referred to by a neighbor as a hippie collective. In fact, we have audio from a neighbor who is quite clear uh, on uh, who this guy was. Cut one. Did you know 3,000 people? Anyway, you know, hey, I went to school in Berkeley. I hang out in Berkeley. You know, I'm in Berkeley all the time, and it's hippie haven. Trust me. It's hippie haven. People's Park, all that shit. Communions, co-op centers, new motherfuckers running around. It's everything you can imagine a hippie city to be. That is Berkeley. That shit is real. That you know, that's really how they get down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's really how they get down out there, right? And they got and it's big ass houses in there, so they live in they live in uh, co-ops because they have really big homes out there, right? These million dollar houses that these motherfuckers are uh, living in. Pat and Gypsy's son was with a small little girl. And he was on the bus, and the little girl okay, and stop for a was- second, please. We're going to take this piece by piece. Um, his little girl, I'm sorry, his little boy, who was dressed as a girl, was on the bus. I just want to just keep track of all of the things that you're like. Oh, you clearly, clearly a conservative. <laughs> all right, go ahead. And the little girl and Gypsy's son were walking away from the bus, oh, and the guy remained. On the bus, and that's when I recognized his face. Because the only time I ever saw his face was within like the last month or so. 
or a couple weeks. Do you know how long how he's how long he stayed during that a couple months no. ago? No, we try to just avoid them at all costs. Okay. Until they, you know, bother us. Okay, but so the last time you saw him was a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And he was here for a few days? Yeah. Okay. Anything strange about him or anything that stood out? There's nothing strange about the whole household. <laughs> the entire household is very, very strange. Oh, and by the way, his baby mama is sitting in the San Francisco jail right now. His baby mama or his ex-wife is sitting in the San Francisco jail right now in, in prison. She did an interview from, from jail. I got to play the interview from jail. She's sitting in the, in the jail cell for um, kidnapping, attempted kidnapping of a 14-year-old boy. But um, she made it clear that she and he are Pelosi supporters. They love Nancy. I'm saying this dude, the Pepe, been riding with, been kicking it with Paul Pelosi for a minute. They already know them people. <laughs> they already know them people. They know each other well. Okay. And they look like they was taking some poppers and got into a and got into a the domestic. So of course they will use an opportunity like that to twist it to something political. Well let's get back to it. Um, uh, he is birds of a feather with uh, akin to them. So they are just, you know, nudist drug abusers and that's who gravitates towards them. Okay, stop for a second. How many times, Stu, at the GOP meetings have you been to where it's attended by all those nudists, drug users? Well, no, CPAC has that part of the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the nudist, the nudist drug part. user yep, part, mm-hmm. yeah. big part there. Yeah, it's trouble when they get those two together. Right. Um, yeah, they're usually uh, right near each other, but they do try to yeah. keep them separate. And these are, these, these are usually the people that, just to throw people off, have a conservatives have that profile have yeah they, you know they a lot just, of times that's just the way times. it goes yeah okay go ahead next children, I'm sorry, the children who live there seem to be underage or under 18 i'm not sure how old they are okay. the kids Mr. Chicken, what's the, what do you say their politics are um i'm not sure i would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh because of their support for uh um, the gay community um and for uh I'm sorry, <laughs> for other people, but uh, it is, uh, now I'm not sure what way. Okay, stop for a second. Look at how she is hesitating. She's calculating totally. She's calculating mm-hmm. the whole time because of the rainbow flag, okay, and the BLM sign. So it becomes the gay community and others. Right, you should okay. figure out how to you say it. Yeah, you can't say <laughs> it. And, and by the way, I don't I want to get to this other clip, though, that talks about the deposition, the actual deposition that makes no sense of the accounts of what happened. Because here it is. There's other leaks going on by other people in the San Francisco Police Department who are giving other accounts of what, the uh, other than the official narrative. For one, an anonymous source from the San Francisco PD said when they rolled up, they was in their draws. Both of them was in their draws. The man De Pepe and Mr. Pelosi was in their draws when they when they rolled up. <laughs> right? That's why 
that's why we waiting to see the body cam. I think right now the reason why we ain't getting it is because they editing that shit up. They chopping it up. They chopping and screwing that that fucking um, police officer body cam up as we speak. Okay. We 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 not gonna see uh, the unedited version if we get to see it at all. Hold on. Here we go. Because I'm trying to get the affidavit. I want to hear the affidavit. Here Did we you go. know that it's possible? The so the so called affidavit. Let's see if this shit makes sense to you. Because as much as they like to cover up shit, they still not the best of storytellers. Some of them is good storytellers, but the majority of the time when they trying to um create this shit on the fly, when you know, like a when the politician or somebody get caught up in some shit, you know, some gay shit or something they ain't supposed to, they're not they're not the best of script writers, especially when it first go down and it's full of contradictions and shit like that. And they try to put these stories together that make absolutely no sense sometimes, right? So let's get into the affidavit. I want y'all to hear what they say they said, right? Who just said. Uh, uh, police said mm-hmm. at first <clears throat> at 2.31 a.m. San Francisco Police Department – The officer, Colby Wilms, responded to the Pelosi residence, knocked on the front door. Now listen to this, because this is odd. When the door was opened, Pelosi and DePape were both holding a hammer with one hand, and DePape had his other hand holding onto Pelosi's forearm. Pelosi greeted. Now this is the police report. He he reading the police report. I would have pulled it up myself. I didn't really feel like looking for it, but this is the, the police report. It's out there. This is just public knowledge. It's the officers. Now, wait a minute. Hang on a second. First of all, what do you mean the door was opened? Who opened the door? Was Stretch Armstrong there? How did what, – what happened? Who opened the door? And when they opened it, Pelosi and DePape were both holding a hammer with one hand – the Pepe had his other holding on to Pelosi's forearm. So we know it couldn't be De Pepe that opened the door. And again, unless Pelosi is Stretch Armstrong, who opened the door? Pelosi greeted the officers. Hey, how are you guys doing? The officers asked what, what was going on. De Pepe responded that everything was good. Officers then asked Pelosi and DePepe to drop the hammer. Here's the affidavit now. DePepe pulled the hammer from Pelosi's hand and swung the hammer, striking Pelosi in the head. Officers immediately went inside and were able to restrain DePepe. While the officers were restraining DePepe, Pelosi appeared to be unconscious, uh, unconscious on the ground. Officers removed a cell phone, cash, clipper cards, and an unidentified card from DePepe's right shorts pocket. So he wasn't in underpants. He was in shorts. DePepe uh, provided officers his first and last name. After officers asked DePepe if he had ID on him, DePepe said, yeah, it might be in my backpack on the back porch. He later stated, my backpack's near the broken glass, dudes. When officers removed DePepe from Pelosi's residence, police body-worn camera footage showed a glass door that appeared to be laminated glass broken near the door handle. San Francisco Police Department uncovered zip ties in the Pelosi bedroom and also in the hallway near the front door of the Pelosi residence. In addition, 
In addition, law enforcement searched to Pepe's backpack at the Pelosi residence. They found, among other things, a roll of tape, white rope, one hammer, one pair of rubber and cloth gloves, and a journal. So there were two hammers, but one was in the backpack. Uh, Witness statements. Uh, San Francisco police officer Colby Wilms was able to interview a witness, witness one, who saw an individual all in black carrying a large black bag on his back walking near the Pelosi residence where witness one was parked. Okay, so hang on just a second. So if he was all dressed in black, did he put black face on his legs? Because we just found out he was wearing shorts. Okay. <laughs> well, you could be dressed in black and have your very white skin showing. Yeah, it would be weird. That's witness, what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, witness number one was working private security and an address nearby. Witness one then heard what he sounded like a banging on either the door or a car and heard sirens within a minute or two. Pelosi was interviewed by the police officer, um, um, Adrian Stark, in the ambulance during the transport San Francisco General Hospital. Pelosi stated he had never seen DePape before. Pelosi was asleep when he came into his bedroom and stated he wanted to talk to Nancy. When Pelosi told him that Nancy was not there, he said, well, he just sit and wait. When he then said, Nancy's not going to be home for several days, DePape reiterated he would wait. Pelosi was then able to go into the bathroom, um, in which he was able to call 911. He stated when the officers arrived, that was when DePape struck him with a hammer. In subsequent interview with law enforcement officers, he said that uh, the hammer did not belong to the Pelosi family. In a Mirandized and recorded interview by the San Francisco police, DePape stated he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. If Nancy were to tell DePape the truth, mm. he would let her go. Oh, if so. she lied. Yeah, they they fucked this story all up, and the reason why they fucked it all up is because you already got the you already got the fucking police officers who already gave their firsthand accounts already, and it's already on record. So they going back trying to change this shit all up and change the story, but it's, you know the cat's already out the bag. The first cop already gave his first-hand account that somebody opened the door for him, and when they opened them, them people was already was sitting, was basically having a standoff with hammers. That's why they ain't releasing that tape. They ain't releasing the body cam footage of the first cop that came on the scene. Here's a picture of the broken glass. I don't know how good y'all can see this. They got clear windows. You can see right through the house, right? You can see that's not camouflage and no shit like that. Look at this window. All the glass is on the porch. You can see the bottom of their, you can see their, um, their floor. Ain't much glass there. All the glass is on the patio. Uh-oh. All the glasses on the patio. So that looked like somebody was in the house, smashed through the glass, and all the glass busted out onto the patio right there. All this is glass. Oh, I don't mean to push that. That's all glass. And you see how they leaving that door open? 
like as if that's how he got through. Because remember they said Mr. Pelosi was upstairs. They say he was upstairs in his bed, right? He was upstairs in his bed. Now, according to them, according to them, he was able to get to the bathroom where his phone, cell phone was charging in the bathroom and call the police. According to him, he didn't say nothing. He just left his phone in his pocket so they can hear what was happening. Here's the, but here's the, here's the fuck up. Again, they're having a tough time correcting their own story. I can go play a news clip from MSNBC from two days ago that said Mr. Pelosi was in his boxer shorts. Only thing he had on was a shirt and his boxer shorts because he was laying in the bed. But now you're saying he had a cell phone on him that was in his pocket. I don't know how many, do, is that something new? Do um, 80-year-olds wear um, boxers with um, with pockets in them? Maybe. I'm not up on that. Maybe that's some new hot shit. That's like the new hot shit with um, pockets in your boxer shorts. Because according to them, that's how they knew something was wrong, was because he called 911 but didn't say nothing. This is how it was first reported. But they fucked up because someone inside the SFPD released the the conversation between the dispatchers. Let's listen to the dispatchers. Right? Let's listen to the dispatchers conversation. I'm trying to find the dispatchers when the when the dispatchers talk. I want to get that part. All right, hold on. I'm trying to find the um dispatchers. Let me see. Because they said, because the police came back out and said that these two men didn't know each other. They didn't know each other, right? Hold on. Ah, damn, I'm trying to find the, um, hold on. I really, I really want y'all to hear the um, fucking uh, dispatch. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, Pelosi... Uh, Pelosi dispatch call. Let's see if we can find that. It might be hard to fucking find, man. I had it. I swore I, I had it on deck for us. You can hear it. Here we go. Is this it? I hope this is it. Ooh. Okay, hold on. Maybe this is it, y'all. Hold on. I think this is it. Hold on. Scott and Normandy. Yeah, I got it. Here we go. Now, let's listen. Here we go. Y'all ready? Listen to the dispatch. Because remember, first-hand account, matter of fact, let me pull this up so we can, so we can make good sense. SF, SFPD on Pelosi when he said they didn't know each other. Because I, I, I want you to hear where he said they didn't know each other. Because he just did this recently. Right. 
that he said uh, they didn't know each other. I need I need the police from the other day ago. Hold on, hold on. I don't want to play that yet. I want to play this. God damn. I just said I didn't want to play that yet. Keep that pause. So I can play this for y'all. Because I want y'all to hear the police say they they didn't know each other. Of what transpired this morning when the officers arrived at the scene. To the Pappy immediately pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and by. I'm trying to get the part where he say they absolutely did not know each other. <laughs> right? Alright. Um, I probably can't find it yet. Alright. Okay, so here's the here's the DA. Don't she look like isn't is she isn't it funny she looks very much like Kamala Harris? who used to be the San Francisco DA. This chick right here, the new DA, looks she's like a, been a clone of fucking Kamala Harris. Literally. Here we go. ...about the attack on Paul Pelosi. San Francisco's district attorney, Brooke Jenkins, confirmed House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was, in fact, the target of the attack. This morning, the speaker was seen leaving her home as her husband recovers in the hospital. Our Dahlin spoke with Jenkins. He has new details emerging tonight. Authorities came out on a Sunday to release new details, but more importantly, correct bad information. For starter, the district attorney says the suspect's name is actually pronounced David DePap, not DePepe. At the time that the suspect, Mr. DePap, entered the Pelosi home, um, that he was, in fact, looking for Ms. Pelosi. Um, the other thing is we want to make it clear that there were only two people in the home at the time that the police arrived, Mr. Pelosi and the suspect. Um, there were- okay, if that's the case, then you saying your own police is lying. Okay? So you going up against your own officers, your officers' firsthand accounts, where he said a third person was in the house, so we just keep that on on record person present. There were reports a third person opened the front door to allow officers to enter. You like how they say there was a report? You know why it was reported? Because it came out of your police department. And it was reported in the Associated Press and Politico. I like how they make it sound anonymous. There was a third report and all that came from your police department. The person opened the front door to allow officers to enter. District Attorney Brooke Jenkins says not true. At this time, we don't have information as to which uh, of the men, Mr. Pelosi or the suspect, opened the door at the time. The police chief says responding officers saw the suspect hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer. They tackled. Okay. Well, how much sense do that make? So you mean to tell me? The, the police is at the door, so let's say it was the man that's supposed to be the assailant opens the door, right? So if the man, if the attacker opened the door for the police, so he opened up the door real fast and then ran back and and then hit the old man in the head. So he saw the he opened the door for the police, and then he ran. But remember, according to the actual affidavit. They said that the Mr. Pelosi 
greeted the police. That's according to what Paul Pelosi said. He said, he, how do you greet police? You say, hi, how you doing? So that means then, so you say hi to police and then, wait, so that means, so if Paul Pelosi opened the door, that means he opened it, greeted the police, and then ran back to the dude that's supposed to hit him in the head with a hammer? I don't, that don't that don't make a lot of sense to me. You open the door for the police, say hi, and then run back to the motherfucker who about to attack you in front of the police while the police is there. Officers saw the suspect hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer. They tackled and arrested the suspect, David DePap. We have nothing to suggest that these two men knew each other uh, prior to this incident. The attack. Okay, that's what I was waiting for somebody to say. They didn't know each other. Now, let's listen to the dispatch between the, 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 the dispatcher uh, talking to each other. Here we go. Let's listen. Our priority 910, 2640 Broadway, across of Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14 hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded. Did y'all hear that? Did you hear it? He said they don't know each other. <laughs> they don't know each other. But his name is David, and he's a friend. Let's listen again. Let's listen to the DA. Listen to this line, broad. David the Pap. We have nothing to suggest that these two men knew each other. Uh Car pay priority 910-2640 Broadway, Cross of Scott and Normandy. Oh. What happened to my sound? My sound just went bad. Hold on. Why can't I hear it? Can y'all still hear me? Can I get a one? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Y'all can hear me. Hold on, man. My thing just went out on my computer. That's why y'all can't, I couldn't hear nothing. Hold on one second. These motherfuckers here, man. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on one second. I'm trying to get back in um, online real quick because they cut my, um, All right, here we go. Let me open up my mic, so let's listen again. All right, hopefully we should be good. David the Pap. We have nothing to suggest that these two men knew each other. And we go here. Priority 910-2640 Broadway, Cross of Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14 hour copy. R.P. stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. R.P. stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. R.P. sounded somewhat confused. Is a friend? R.P. sounded somewhat confused. 12 over back. 
Units code three to twenty six forty Broadway for fourteen hours. So, again, that's why you got to love how shit get out. Because they can't, they can't cover that up. It's already out there. So they can try to doctor the video. They won't release the 911, the initial 911 tape. Because we know the initial 911 tape is probably going to contradict Right, contradict the official statement. Right? That that's what it would do. So they're not we're not gonna hear that shit. I, I I'd be surprised if we ever see the video. All right. I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's what that is, man. But anyway, so it goes back to my my statement about the politics. These Democrats are about to lose more than not the House of Representatives and the Senate. So you know how the saying goes, you know how the saying goes in politics that you need an October surprise? You know how they say you need an October surprise to get your people out to go ahead and vote? Well, that's what you got. This is what they're doing here. So they have to spin it, and that's why you hear reports like this. Hell yeah, Arishka Gall. Absolutely, it's about to go red, and it ain't ain't been red in years. It ain't been red in years. So. This is what you got to do, right? This is the shit you got to do to to um, make it happen. Let me see if I can play this for y'all. This is some good shit. It's great political theater, but it's about to go down nonetheless. Let me see. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to find this for you. Mm. But yeah. Come on, Mr. Um. All red. Come on, Mr. Olari. I know you uh you somewhere around here. So so come on in when you're ready to come on in, Mr. Lowry. All right. Here we I don't want to hear these black broads because they full of shit. Let me see. If I can find it. Mm. I don't know if I'm being off of here we go. We're gonna see how they're gonna spin this shit. I'm trying to play it for I can't find it, y'all. Anyway, but you get the point. That's what that shit is. All right. <laughs> All right. So let, that's just that. I just found it was interesting because, like I said, once these fools, if these fools get in office, it's going down. You got the Hunter Biden hearings that are going to take place. But more importantly, more importantly, you're going to get the Fauci investigation. You're gonna get the or you're gonna get the COVID investigation. How far are they gonna go? I don't know. But if they real about that shit and they actually trying to stop some things that are happening in this country, then they gotta go all the fucking way. They gotta go all the way and uncover it all. Will they do it? I don't know. We'll, it, it's going to be remaining to see, but I tell you, it's going to be some great fucking political theater. We're going to be right here for it, and I'm going to report it, blow 
by blow if they take office in after um, November the 8th, and they should. They, by all accounts, they're, they're getting ready to take over the Senate. And this is why you got these talking points um, by these Democrats, because they know they're about to lose. They know they're about to lose, so they got to make it seem like the other side is real fucking crazy, okay? That they're real crazy, and anything that happened is political retribution. But what does it mean for everyday folks? What does it mean for everyday folks? We'll see. But here's the big thing, and this this goes back to Kanye West. Just Now, this next... This next one, I'm going to take y'all next, ties into Kanye West and everyday people. So we all know what Kanye said, right? Everybody know what Kanye said, the shit that went down with Kanye. I was going to play the entire um, Lex Friedman interview with Kanye now. Mm-hmm. Come on in, Mr. Larry, 202. Man. Uh, a great day now. How are you? I'm doing my best. I'm glad to hear you, though. Goodness gracious. Oh. That is worried, man. Is, man, everything is good. We had to take care of some business. You know. I figured um, as much. We just wrapped up the negotiations where we done brought back several hundred employees in the District of Columbia oh. government. <clears throat> with back pay, you know, so they got to pay all those people, all the money they lost, and they will yes. get their job back. So that was a, uh, a hot negotiation session, to say the least. I mean, these people, they, they were sending reporters at me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting calls from all around the country because, like, when you negotiate those things, the first thing you negotiate is your ground rules, right? That's the rules right. of engagement. In that, you know, there's a distinction clause, meaning distinction clause is when I can't tie that negotiation to anything else. We're only mm. negotiating this, so it sets no precedent and is not tied to anything else as far as mm. that negotiation is concerned. And, you know, they tried to set me up. So, you know, they I'm getting all these weird calls from everywhere. I mean, like, God damn, I wasn't this fucking famous since last time I did something stupid, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, all of that was designed to get me, because see, if I violate anything, those ground rules, they could walk away from the table. Okay. And, you know, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of employees and back pay. We were able to get through. We're still waiting for the final package as I speak. I guess we'll get it through 4 o'clock in the morning, something like that. But everything else is already signed off on, so, you know, I'm comfortable with speaking on that. So, so, so that, you know, that accounts for my – I had to get off the radar, <laughs> period. Um, not only that. I had to get through, not, not only did I have to get through that negotiation session, which required my 150% focus, because they didn't want to bring these people back, and they don't oh, want to pay them, you know. So, and then they would do anything um, 
to tank that process. You know, I, I know how the press work. The press works for them. The press isn't just print. True. So, but we were able to, you know, we were able to get through it. You know, we'll see the package in the morning, I guess. And um, I'm happy mm-hmm. for those workers. Uh, not only that, New York, the judge after mm-hmm. I wrote it, because D.C. had the first seat. That, that case I was working on was the first one of its nature in the United States. I remember that. And, you told us that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, because everybody else was arguing dummy cases, really. And uh, so New York has popped off. Uh, they won theirs. Uh, Missouri, I got a friend, Missouri Willis out there, uh, they won a court ruling. So, you know, these people are scared as hell. Because if they come out of office, you're looking at a tsunami of things that has been censored that you that the, the population isn't hearing about, but it's happening. Right? So right. they will have you believe that Carl Swab just got on his plane from Switzerland and just stomping on everybody's neck. And everybody just say, <laughs> okay, Swab, this shit is yours. And it's not happening like that. You're just not hearing about it. Because that's the level of censorship that's going on to right. a degree that, that people wouldn't believe. So um, it was necessary in this hyper, you know, uh, this hyper hyper environment we in was to just just just, just get away. <clears throat> you know, I, I have a place on the uh, on the beach. Oh, it's a city. So we get away and we go negotiate, take care of these people, and get this thing off the table. And now I can go back and return. You know, some of these calls, I'm getting calls from all over the United States. People want a piece of this case, right? Yeah, you set the the precedent. You set the precedent. Well, this is like the third time I did it, right? This one I gave the MPD because my international was not backing me, so I went maverick on them. But because a piece of my local is located in MPD, you can give it to them, and then I join on with them. So this is the third case that I've done in my career that set a precedent. This is the third one. Um, It's an amazing thing. Um, But now it's time to get to the money. You know, people are calling, and they want a piece of it, you know, and rightfully so. Um, You know, what they did to the American people was totally unjustified. It was illegal. It was criminal. uh, Shit. It was criminal. It was criminal. It's fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Rico. We have family and friends that they done uh, put in jail for many years, put it like that, based on trumped up Rico charges. You know, back right. in the day, right? We used to have our little workers on the street for us, right? Now, like if I ain't touch it, they can't do nothing to me. They, they ain't got me. Right. That idiot with it, and they was making well. You talk to the idiot, so you get 20 years. Uh, but in this case, man, the RICO is so damn blatant that it don't make any sense. But, you know, the psychological, physical, financial harm they cause towards the American people, specifically black Americans, should never be forgotten. And wherever it drops in my lane, <clears throat> you know, because I'm not Superman, but whatever drops in my lane that we can contest it 
you know, I, I am dedicating to doing that, you know, the best way I can. So we were successful. Right. We, we we got those people back at work. Uh, we're waiting on duration. And, and then, uh, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a hell of an accomplishment, you know. Um, and you're Let not going to you hear this. this. Yes. Let me, let me ask you this. Is a part of yes. that winning that case, are they allowed to then – can they sue the Can they sue the city? Can they sue the city? Is that a part of the case? Like they can't I mean, sue because they got I mean, their jobs back. Theoretically, you can, but uh, when we, when we poll the people, uh, that wasn't something they was willing to do. Because see, mm. the, see, now here's the issue. You have hundreds of employees who don't have a job. Right. Now, we can go ahead and step this up, but that means you won't get your back pay and your job back probably for another year and a half, maybe two years. You see what I'm saying? These people need jobs and money now. Uh, so for the most part, that was the focus you know, of the negotiation. So, so how that works is um, we as an organization, uh, we will agree not to take any further claim if we begin to look at bringing these people back within a specified time frame. Because, see, they could promise to bring you back and never bring you back. So we traded that for um, a bit of expediency because the number so one that, issue that is getting the, these people. They need their paycheck. Work. So that yeah. was a part of the concession. You have, they, yeah. had, they had to give up their ability to sue the state and the city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, workers, it's a tough position. It's a tough, it's a tough it, position. It is. It, yeah, because uh, I would have sued the fucking city and the state. And then you got they violated. Time. They violated their rights. You got they violated time. their rights. That wanted to go all the way. That that was okay. not an easy decision. But you know it's tricky when you're dealing with a lot of single moms, specifically. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then when you're looking at city workers, you know you have a professional class, but the vast majority of them. You know, they, they don't have degrees and stuff like that now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. they probably got the best job they will ever get in their life, to be honest. Yeah. And the only job that they probably can qualify for. So, um, you know, that being, we, we do what, what the people want. You see what I'm saying? Sure. You, I mean, you, do, you, have, to, you, you, have, to, you have to go with their constituents. You got to go with what yeah. your constituents want. I, I understand that. Because I know, yeah. like you said, New York is for the sanitation workers. The sanitation is um, in their police department. Uh, right. I think, but they're fighting. See, that mayor up there is just straight saying, screw you. Right. We ain't doing We they're ain't bringing no. nobody back. They're saying no. <laughs> yeah. Right. They said, but, but they will win. That's just because, the, see, they could string this on. They could string this on for a long time. D.C. is a different dynamic. D.C. is sort of like a small town, really. D.C. is not big. We talk about maybe mm-hmm. 600,000 people. Okay. So the, the thing over here, because we're so localized, um, 
they run the risk of us going to the press or sounding the alarm. And it will have much more impact than here in New York. New York is huge. So you could yell in the middle of the street of New York and ain't nobody going to hear you past the block. If you do that in D.C., it's going to reverberate. Yeah, it's going to reverberate through the whole city. So we had a little bit more leverage that those people up there in New York um, have to contend with. And that's common town up there. They're thick in New York. Indeed, indeed. So, so, but you know, it's, it's, it's good to be back. You know, I was sitting back enjoying, well, enjoying the show. No, it's good to hear you. Uh, yes, yes, yes. What I mean, you got on the Pelosi? You What's your take? Said, no, no, no. That evil, <laughs> evil Pelosi tried to put a hit on that man, or it's a Jesse <laughs> Smollett gone off wrong. I'm saying it's a Smollett. Or a combination Smollett. of both. Kill, kill two birds. He's a weakness, and if they come out of office, they're going to squeeze Paul ass. Right now, he's under the protection, you know, of the government, but they come out right. of office, Paul got to have it, a drink of that fucking, that, 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 that vodka, that Smirnoff. And don't know how to maintain, you right. know, control of his stuff. Because uh, exactly, because if she loses, if they lose the house, which they more than not, she's out. She's out yes. the pastor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's going off to go do other shit. They said they already got an ambassadorship for her for Italy to become the ambassador of, of Italy. So oh, she yeah. on her, she's you know, she on the way out. Because they're going to start buffing on her. That's right. how it works in this game, man. You come out of power, everybody you thought was your best friend. In order for them to now kiss up right. to the next regime, they throw you under the bus. Right. Nancy made me do that shit, right? <laughs> and they come in for him. was Smollett gone bad, or oh, that lady put a hit out on his man. I'm sitting there listening because I, I've been disconnected from everything because my brain needed to focus yeah. on what I was doing. But I got a right. little bit of it. And the little bit I got, it sounded fishy because the first day it happened, they come out with the old MAGA country thing, right? Right. Right. And then I'm listening to you. So in three days, it went from MAGA country to people in their drawers and hammers and shit <laughs> to, to fucking the police. <laughs> Talk about somebody right. over the door while those two were standing over there. Right, right. And, yeah, but it and then the DA now. lady come back, little right. Kamala Jr., she come on right. the back end. It just gaslight everybody. Right. I don't know what they talking. I mean, they said that shit on the tape. On the he tape. said he knew the man on the tape. He said he uh, doesn't know the man, but his name is David. David, um, and he's a friend. And they, they got tried to play that shit out like stuff. he was talking in code. Tried to say he was talking That's what in makes code. Me he think wasn't it was talking. A I think it was it because see if it was MAGA country, what they got to do with them having draws and and all that shit on that's freaking deep. That's what I'm saying this I'm saying this is small let to the fact that she know how her husband get down. He do oh, this shit on the okay. regular when Nancy out of town. They sure. in San Francisco. He going to go get some hippie nudists from Berkeley. Yeah, they freaks over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They freaking. They that old yeah. man was freaking. With that dude. 
and that shit got out of control. They high on them fucking drugs. Two o'clock in the morning, she got out of control. <laughs> this motherfucker high. He busting windows and shit. He busting, we busting out windows and shit. Then That's God, why it was a wellness guy. check. I mean, y'all, I mean, and like, the neighbors. The neighbors, I guarantee you, the neighbors made the the call. That's why it's a. That's why it's a, it was a wellness check, and not a nine one one. The alarm went off. Somebody broke through the back door. Type of shit. It was yeah. a wellness check. So that was the operation gone bad. Gone just as bad as the Jesse Smollett that blew up in their face because <laughs> Jesse went really, really bad. That. That was bad. Even if he would have pulled it off, that was a bad <laughs> one right there. Uh, and, and then, you know, you got the midterms. You know, uh, right. you got the, oh, the, the Kanye thing, oh, they... the Candace right. thing. So they're throwing a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. smoke in the game because these motherfuckers know that the only goddamn issue is how do you expect our vote when you sat by and said nothing? While they forced our women, children, and babies to take a goddamn mystery juice that we don't know was in that shit today, but we know people are dying. That's what they're trying to distract from. Because they know it's coming. They know it's about to come. (laughs) These people get the – and and I'm telling you, I've I've been watching this last two and a half weeks. I've been watching The War Room. I've been watching Steve Bannon, who's really yeah, yeah, the like brain. That. He's the down book. the street. He's yeah, right like, down the street from me, actually. Yes, he, he does. Is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. Steve. I mean, he's the brain child behind Trump's strategy, like his real strategists and shit, how they get <laughs> together and push shit together. And that fucking, that coalition was, they really showing you how you organize, how you take control yeah. on a local level, on a state level, and then be able to take over the federal shit. And so um, they coming. They coming mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to it. It's get your popcorn ready, as they say, because if, it, if it's real – it should be fireworks for real, like the uncovering. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I have my levels of doubt because huh. it was exposed yeah. so many. You know, that's yeah. why I have my head of doubt how far and how thorough they're going to be with these investigations. Or, the, or is it just going to be another show? Is it going to be another dog and pony show? Or is it going to be that shit that goes down in the history books? Because it really will change the direction of what they're trying to do in this country. And what they're trying uh, to to bring in and recreate. And how they want to reshape Those are some good society. questions, and I share your sentiments on that. You know, there there's some uh, very uh, powerful players in this game right here. And based mm-hmm. on what we learned from that last elections, those are some good questions, right? Yeah, um, right. Politics is 50-50 even in an honest election. You never uh, chalk it up until that last ballot is counted. Uh, that That's the rule of that game. So you never assume a victory. Right. I done saw a landslide right. flip the other way, and then I done saw miracles happen. 
that should not have happened. Right. Um, because none of the polling that you see on TV is correct. Nothing Absolutely. you're hearing coming right, from right. the news is correct. So we're sort of held hostage. Uh, mm-hmm. We know the rig. You know, that's where all mm-hmm. these smoke and mirrors are. You notice Joe Biden, I posted something earlier. I'm able to post it. And I'm like, I miss starting shit. But um, <laughs> uh, the, the Joe Biden today and yesterday, he ran around talking about election deniers as a threat to democracy. Yeah. You know, he's starting that yeah. real volatile talk, especially coming from the president. They got um, to. They got so to because they like got to create this sentiment so when the hearings start, come up. Right. <laughs> if they steal it, they're going to tell us to shut the fuck up, right? They're putting things in place. On one hand, I they, can see that. Right. You know, on the other hand, they said, because the only thing we're looking at is they're when we're looking at severe repression, right? So if they win that house, 2020 will seem like child's play. Well, we went. Through. I agree. They going right. for the gusto. If they if they if, if they, they take lose. it, they stepping on they putting the, they stepping on the gas. I'm telling yes. you, they stepping now on the gas. If they lose, it's going straight to violence. You know, they they already got everybody. I, I can see playing. that. They already been that. testing us. We have having these uh, drive runs with these mass shootings. They've been cotton people. Over here, not even going north. We don't know who none of these motherfucking people is, right? So uh, we got billions of dollars of arms that sort of remind me of Fast and Furious. Remember when Obama bought all that shit? Talking about he was trying to get Mexican cartels, so he gave them all his military equipment, and somehow that shit was ending up back on the streets in Chicago. Right, with Fast and Furious. Uh, that's what busted yes. over. Because those True. guns was ending up back over here. The same thing. We're, we're sending billions and billions of dollars of weapons overseas. We don't know where those weapons are going. True. Uh, oh, let me let me make this announcement. Ten seconds, y'all. Overtime, we already there. Me and OT. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you next week. <laughs> But uh, the people already know. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at repression or violence. Take your pick. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. We got to get past this point. We got to stop letting these people boogeyman us into a corner. See, that's what had people taking those robotic shots in the first place. They keep letting this man boogeyman you into the corner. So at at a certain point. you know, we got to go toe-to-toe. <laughs> yeah, to me, they're setting the tone. They're, they've already laying out the – um, they're already laying down the carpet or laying down the tracks for the other side, the loser side called the Democratic side to get up in arms for what is about to happen once they take over. It is to create that – you know, that, anim- that animosity is so strong that they will, again, take to the streets. Don't think they was because they highly organize. They highly organize when it comes to getting in them streets and doing massive, massive protests where they tear shit up. And it, it's so sort of stepped you, up now because you got people out there still wearing masks. 
You yes. got people still out there going to get booed, even after mainstream media done told your ass. It don't stop mm-hmm. you from getting it because it ain't no it. You know, that's how I think. It ain't no it. Right. That is the it. But they're telling people it ain't stopping you from getting it, and it ain't stopping you from transmitting it. None of the prior right. boosters work like we thought they was. But here, come try this one. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but it's going to work this time. So you still got people. Now, those people represent a mindset that you can rile them up to do anything. And then remember, these people were happy as shit when we were getting banned from society. Right? Oh, they, it, it, they, oh. they, they, they prancing. <laughs> they was prancing. Oh, they loved it. They were, they were saying, oh, they were saying, <laughs> come on. They were saying that it, it's because of people who wouldn't, who wouldn't comply, why the economy went to tank, or they couldn't get back to normal life, all that shit. You, they were saying you couldn't go here, you couldn't go there. And see, I pay attention to what these people read. And the Atlantic, the, 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 the paper yeah, called the Atlantic, the Atlantic. Yeah. They, they wrote an article. The, this is how I know they already know that they're going to lose because, like I said, I've been watching Steve Bannon and them, and they have put yeah. a lot of guardrails to secure the vote. Once they, they, they people come out, they got – they got people in place so they can make sure, you know, that they don't overflood the system with these mail-ins so it won't be none of that shenanigans like we saw that went down in Georgia when we were actually making the call that night and they stopped the count in the middle of the night. And then they said a, a water main broke in the counting room and all that crazy shit that went down. So they got that yeah, people man, in place. Yeah, camera taking all them ballots right. out. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, right. So they got their people in place. So, so, so what I'm saying to so on top of that, so they're already laying the foundation for um, don't come after us because the Atlantic wrote an article, y'all, that said that we need to have a, a reconciliation. We need. They wrote an article saying amnesty. Yes, thank you, Flower. <laughs> saying that they needed amnesty, amnesty pandemic amnesty, y'all. Saying <laughs> don't come after us, even though we try to vilify you, um, make you a pariah in society, and mm. even though we lied, okay, because they straight up lied. Because, like I said, if they do it like they do it like they did it in Europe where they get these Pfizer um, executives to admit that they never, ever tested, that they never tested mm-hmm. if, um, if that should actually stop the thing. If they get that on record in America, because they 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 ain't nobody going to care what they're doing in Europe. If they get it in America, then they will be able to hold it. A people account who lied purposely, starting with Fauci and all the way down, because that means that you knew, because those are the people who get the actual studies. They get the studies. We get all that redacted, blacked out shit, but all those internal memos and shit like that, that goes between the, mm-hmm. the NHI, NIH, the CDC, the FDA, Congress, and all that, they get all that shit. So that means they knew, and they went out in the public and went on TV and told bold-faced lies. <laughs> That's why you got the Atlantic writing shit like, we need amnesty. We need to have a kumbaya mm-hmm. moment and let bygones be bygone. That's what they're saying, in essence. Don't exactly what they're saying. Because you will create 
this discord in the country that's unnecessary. No, you got to answer mm-hmm. for what you did. You got to answer for what you did to Santino. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. You got to answer for that. I mean, because, see, that's a, a dummy proposition. The disconnect is already there. I mean, people right. got divorced over this shit. This shit broke up people's <laughs> families. I mean, uh, those of us who were smart enough to just go through what we had to go through but hold the line, I'm quite sure all of us got somebody in our family that shit just ain't quite right with the communication mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. We looking at each other with bubble lies and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this broke up families. This put people in a poor farm. I know here in Washington, we had, and I'm sort of proud of D.C., really. We were in the top three in the nation of vaccine refusals. Mm. Up to 70% of black people in D.C. refused to get the shot. So when they put those mandates, remember that three, four-month period where they just banned us from everywhere? That shit affected black people the most because we were the ones saying, remember fucking Tuskegee goddamn Institute. Right, (laughs) right, right. Which is a valid argument, right? We heard it. it. That's time y'all gave us that hepatitis shot. People start coming down with fucking HIV and shit. So we we had real reasons why not we're not listening to Dr. Fauci. But nevertheless, they banned us. People lost jobs. People were denied health care. People were shamed in public. Some people couldn't depend on where you live. If you go to fucking CVS or whatever, Rite Aid or whatever, uh, Walgreens, some old white lady fucking shouting you down. You can't go in the restaurant. People are losing their goddamn mind. People losing your guy. And even if you just, okay, let me go to the grocery store, they made you put on that disgusting, degrading mask and you breathing your own common monoxide and shit. And they're going to come back and say, okay, let bygones let's, be let's bygones. bygones. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's forget. Let's live and let live. Let's just forget about all that. Okay, let's forget about all that. And that shit, that was like discrimination, uh, the, like the worst type of discrimination. I mean, I, I didn't live through the Jim Crow days, and if they did have color water fountain, I was born in 68, so I don't even remember that. Mm. I know the stories, mm. but I can't say I ever experienced. But this shit right here, man, now they say let bygones be bygones. Yeah, because they know that it's, it's good. That's why I said I want to see how far they really go with this shit. But let, I want to move over to this to this right here because this to me this is really important about remember when we read the uh, Green New Deal when we when they was yeah. getting ready when they proposed that and wanted to bring it to vote and it and it failed. Remember yeah. the part where it said that that it had like this committee. Um, that was going to be like this governance of truth and all this stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, well, that got scrapped. But 
they were actually already doing that beforehand. Mm -hmm. They were already doing that. Well, the Intercept um, um, got this leak on the Department of Homeland Security and what what they've been doing. But let me show you how this ties into Kanye West. Okay, let me play this for Kanye. I'm going to play this right here. That's the real anti-Semitic shit. That's the joke. Hold on. Here we go. Hold on. Bitch, I'm going to kill this nigga. I'm going to fuck your bitch. I'm going to kill this nigga. That's the real anti-Semitic shit that the Jewish people get paid off of. The most dangerous thing that's facing um, um, our society. So so why sign an artist that would promote that? Because I... I already answered that question. You weren't paying attention. Um, she asked me talent or issues, and I said talent. But I, I, I have to. I, I can't give up on people. I don't think that's hypocritical, though. You're saying um, the it's opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got, I got people to feed. <laughs> um, oh, I got a, I got a, I got a business to run. <laughs> You're gonna make Dame Dash take this clip and call you a culture vulture. Now let me little Apple move. Can we move me on Apple right now? How much? How many people want to bet their house that that content is not within the first three songs on Apple rap music? Nobody. So they're gonna have to take my life before they take my people. All right, we're going to go to Apple Music and we're going to check the hip hop section and we're going to see the first song and we're going to see what they're saying in that joint. Mm-hmm. All the pup with the grip, all the fans wanna take a pic, niggas not on my level. Why you mad? I fuck your bitch. Had to fuck- mm-hmm. We all know what, what Kanye said and, and what it, you know, what he was doing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, <laughs> right, I'm fucking bitch. And so I'm saying, so let, I'm gonna say this right here. If they say, if, uh, according to them, words can incite things. Look, I, I had an uncle who went to jail for inciting youngsters on mm-hmm. the block. Okay, so you can get people mm-hmm. locked up for inciting other people to do things with your words. My uncle did three years behind that because they, they said he was, a, you know, Riling up these youngsters to go commit crimes in the in the neighborhood. All right, they use that same thing on um, back in the '60s with the uh, civil rights people. That's how they got the Ku Klux Klan. They used said that they words incited people to go get the riders, those freedom riders. Mm-hmm. So we have right. So we have precedent where they say you know you can incite somebody. So now. If you're saying Trump can incite an insurrection by his words, then as all of us sitting here know and live through and seen how hip-hop affects the minds of individuals, and especially of young people, that's a real thing. And so I already, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time. So people... You know, whether you like Kanye or not, I don't give a fuck if you like him or not. It don't matter to me. I'm glad he said what he said because those who who feel like me at this moment is like 
to me, this shit has been exponentially. It's like you, I mean, it's the after effects. It's a snowball. That shit started heavy in the 90s. And it's a snowball effect. And, and when a snowball gets to rolling downhill, it's usually an avalanche. It creates an avalanche. So now you got all these motherfucking junkies out here, these young fucking junkies mm-hmm. out here who are perk, zanny, lean, all that shit. We, it, it is it's progressed, and that ball is so strong and rolling downhill. And so I'm glad he said what he said, regardless of, like I said, whether you like kind. It needed to be said by someone who was a player, who was a major player within mm-hmm. the industry. It just needed to be said. Now, whether it was motivated, whether his motivation for why he said it was he wanted to get out of these business dealings or whatever the case may be, whatever. The fact is, he didn't have to say a goddamn thing. He didn't have to lose no contracts. He didn't have to lose no future earnings either because that's what he did regardless. He lost future earnings. Now, can he recoup that more than likely down the road? Most I'll be willing for, you know, and hopefully continue to be prosperous. But it needed to be said from the inside because the shit is out of hand. These niggas dying, I mean, to me, I've been talking about it anyway. So anyway, it really ain't about Kanye for me at this point. We're going to see what comes out of it. But it needed to be said how these folks be eating off <laughs> and peddling death. But I want to go to the part where J.P. Morgan closed his bank account. All right, remember that. They told him to get his money up out of there. We don't want your money, J.P. Morgan. I'm going to show you how that's connected to the Department of Homeland Security sitting down with all these um, social media companies and censoring people. But here, mm-hmm. Let's read this article. Here you can look at my uh, fam. Fam, you can look at my my um, my cam over here if you want it. Here's a matter of fact. Here's the. I'll give you the link for anybody who wants to keep it for themselves. All right. The so I told you, like I said, we read the. Like I said, when we brought the um the new Green Deal, this was already written inside of that deal that they of the Green New Deal, the law that they wanted to set up a. Uh, uh, basically a uh, disinformation branch of the Department of Homeland Security. Now, remember, the Department of Homeland Security was created after 9-11. It was created in 2002 mm-hmm. for, due, to, due to Bush administration, where the Department of Homeland Security was only supposed to be used to, to, uh, to spy on international threats <laughs> to America, international threats. Not the citizens of America, but we knew it would eventually turn into that, and that's what you have right now. So after Trump gets in, they create another section, a a, a spinoff section of the Department of Homeland Security in 2018, Mm -hmm. right, To, to control the flow of information in the public discourse. What, you know, what is to be pulled, what is to be shadow banned and everything else. We kind of already knew that. But here's the thing. 
guess who was also sitting in on those meetings with the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Defense, and the Department of Justice? Major banks. Most importantly, the biggest bank in in this country is J.P. Morgan Chase. They are the biggest bank in this country. They were in sitting in on this meeting. So so y'all see where it's going. Mm-hmm. They, they will, they will take your ability. They'll, they'll take your ability to to actually do commerce in this country if they feel you are a serious threat. They'll take away your ability to make money and and, and transact in this country. That Kanye shit was just a pure example of it. That they told him that we're closing your account. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you had PayPal who got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, but by saying if you <laughs> post something that we don't like, we gonna find you twenty five hundred. This is PayPal for anybody who do business with PayPal. <laughs> okay, but check out the topics and see. This goes back again to these midterm elections and what's coming up. Because listen to the topics that they say that the Department of Homeland Security has their eye on when it comes to disinformation. Okay? Here we go. Um, I'll just read the um, – I'm going to read this article real quick. It's, it's in, oh, it's kind of long. E, e, e. Uh, I'm just trying to find the topics that they say that they were um, specifically – okay, here it is. Here it is. Here are the topics. First, again, COVID. Understand, this is leading up to the to this 2022 midterm. They're saying we don't anything that happens afterwards. We want to have this apparatus in place to make sure that no information can flow. Because, like I said, if the the new um, the new party that takes over Congress and they start having these hearings and shit, then the information going to be flowing mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. And they want to be able to pull it <laughs> immediately. You already know. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they like, shut that shit down. Down. Completely down. Anything pertaining, we got to have it off. We got to have it off the radar. We cannot have it floating around at all. So it was, it's COVID. Anything to do with, with COVID, COVID mm-hmm. policy. Um, the other one is um, the other one is racial justice. Interesting, isn't that interesting? Racial justice. Racial, what do you think? Uh, justice, injustice, racial injustice. You know why they did that, y'all? You know why they said they want to make sure that they able is. It's Kanye West, and it was that fucking, whether you like that broad or not, it was that Candace Owens documentary mm-hmm. by her exposing that fucking um, Black Lives Matter bullshit. You mean uh, to tell me that but they want to... Right there. But, 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 mm-hmm. but see, like, before we go any further, when you're talking in terms of racism, after this Kanye thing, now the picture mm-hmm. becomes clear. They don't flip the fucking script on us. Just like I said was going to happen. I kept saying, I'm famous for saying, and I'm going to keep saying it and let it it sink in by osmosis. 
We have to learn how to fight outside of the dynamic of race because we lose that game. So they use us in the race to get to where they got to want to go. Once they establish things, we get thrown to the side. Now, anti-Semitism now takes the place of black people. And you can now be charged for racial injustice if you say one Anything, anything about what these people are doing. Absolutely. See how they put that script on us? Abs- absolutely. Abs- a hundred fucking percent. And I'm saying, and that's why, that's why I tied it to Kanye, because he's saying, look, this is, a, is an issue of how they work in the entertainment industry and how it has a negative effect on moving people. You can't mention them. Right. Because that's deemed racist and like that social injustice. Exactly. And they have invoked it. And they have invoked it. They have. Absolutely. That's what they're doing to him. That's what they're doing to everybody. You got people even scared to say this shit now. Oh, absolutely. They quiet as fuck. And it is by no (laughs) surprise. It ain't by no look, look at the landscape. It ain't no current here. Oh. All these hard ass thugs oh. out. I shoot you in your face. I run come on. I shoot you in your face. I run up in your house. I fuck your bitch. I kill your grandmama. All mm. that shit. Ain't none of them that they fight. Here's the bad thing. They quiet. According they hella quiet. They silent. It's saying the niggas ain't telling us that. It's them who's writing that stuff. We ain't even writing it. They're writing it. They're producing it. They put None of them niggas testifying to it. None of it, and they know it. Shout out to Slim Thug. And I always knew Slim it. Thug was kind of, I always knew Slim Thug was a real one, though. Slim Thug was like, kind is 100% telling the truth, you know. Shout out to Slim Thug for doing it. But Slim Thug, is that's not where he get his paper from no more. Slim Thug get his royalties from his music that he write, but he in the, he in the real estate now. So he, he flipping houses and shit. So he can talk that shit. But man, nigga, none of these, like I said, none of these hard niggas who say they shoot up every black person in America who talk all that stuff, they all Because they're not writing that Even, shit. Even the, the hotel cats, even the so-called conscious cats, silent. I ain't heard a word from Common. I ain't heard a word from Talia <laughs> Kweli. I ain't. <laughs> because they all operate by permission. I, I heard of none of these niggas who talk about, um, who talk about the oppression of, of, of black folks. Mm-hmm. When that's especially those who that's they stick, none of them, <laughs> and they and they delve in these they 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 all spooked niggas is all spooked. None of them niggas. That's why I say whether you like them or not. I say Kanye put it on the line. Yeah, in a bigger way. So, don't, so when they come to black man, I don't want to hear none of that shit. All these come to get. No, you're not. You niggas is terrified. You niggas are terrified of those Jewish people. I mean, I understand. I mean, they they hold a lot of weight. 
But especially, mm-hmm. but I'm just talking. It, it, I just find it comical. All the hard ass Snoop, nothing. All these <laughs> niggas who too just who talk the most shit on the next nigga. The game silent. Ain't shit. But and you, but you fifty. You, you niggas are going on each other all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Sure mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I hope all niggas stop listening to all that shit, man. Fuck these niggas, man. Fuck them. Fuck their music. They gets no play in this ride. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that shit. Because they can't got to change. They you know can't say nothing. What they gonna say? They complicit in that shit. They know it's a, it's some little Hell white yeah. boy. Let's stop playing this goddamn Jew anti. Let's stop playing these games. These are fucking Nordic Europeans. That's who they are. Those, those, they and they go around stealing people's shit, masquerading <laughs> under people's names, putting up fronts in front of them. They got a billion goddamn names. The fucking, what, the Greeks, the Romans, the the Celtics, the Byzantinians. Goddamn. The <laughs> fucking to know every time huh? they come somewhere, they hijack people's shit uh, and then masquerade. Ooh. Right? Remember, they're the ones who hit Hiram in the head and took all Hiram's shit and started walking around like they were Hiram. So all these fucking labels they got, let's cut through the labels. All we know is these people, these <laughs> white people with these goddamn white skins are writing material and using black people to write that material, but behind it you have some of the vilest white people ever that will produce, promote, distribute music that says, fuck you, nigga. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to fuck your wife, and I'm going to rape your daughter after I give her all this goddamn Molly. They're writing that shit. (laughs) They're writing that shit. And these rappers are nothing more than the the Kamala Harris's of the world. That's Ooh. all they are. Ooh. So they the can't Kamala say Harris shit. They oh, can't man. say shit, and they not going to say shit, because Kanye let the fucking cat out. Y'all ain't writing shit anyway. He said it. You, you should play that interview next week. He said it in that interview. He said, look, man, the only time they going to have a nigga be yeah. involved and be all famous and popular is that nigga is just selling a fucking brand. They're selling their brand. That's oh, their no doubt shit. About it. That's not our I'm fucking just culture. It. That, it, that's it a manufactured culture. Mm-hmm. That shit is and a I find false it fucking reality. That all these butter biscuit ass niggas want to talk about. I had to go in on the thread. You saw me on that Justice Raw thread. You saw me talking <laughs> talking about the yeah, niggas, man. So <laughs> I said you. I like I, that. I, I like That's the first thing that came up when I got on. I looked at that shit. Made me I say, you weak-ass black niggas, you uh, jealous, envious, scary-ass niggas, because you want to talk scared. about what he said. So you want to talk about 
what he said in regards to black folks and George Floyd. Nigga, what is he talking about about youth dying out here? And niggas getting shot up repeatedly every day. And the music that's perpetuating this shit. All niggas just, just overlook that. They don't want to have that conversation. Every day niggas really don't want to talk about that shit because they, then they got to look in the mirror and talk about what they bump, what they promote, what the fuck they rock with. That's why they don't. The mass majority of black folks don't want to have the conversation because then you got to look at yourself. Because by having that conversation now, now, great day, y'all. Thing. How y'all doing? Hey, Where's hey, Adam, um, how doing? hey, hey, hey. Good to hear from you. How what are up, you? everybody, man? Hey, 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 hey. Down politics, hey, hey. But bring hey. us together. Um, That's right. That's you, know, right. you know what, now? You know what it is? Yeah. What Go you ahead. were saying? Yes. Yeah. They take the mirror off the black race and keep showing it on the cracker. That's why. Mm. They've always did that shit. They always took it um, just like that white on black crime and that and that um, sports athlete. Remember him? He was like, y'all need to chill out with that white on black crime shit because we got more goddamn crime in our shit. Niggas killing niggas. They got mad right. at him because he said that. Some about That's they want to always point the finger across the goddamn street. They don't ever want to accept right. what the fuck their own people are doing to their own right. people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they stuck Absolutely. on white man smothers black man. <laughs> white man. You know that only happens during election time too, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> just happened the other day. But yeah, yeah, that's what they are. Right? I'm telling you, man, that's what they stay stuck on. They stay stuck on that shit because they don't want to clean up their own house. Nope. It's better to point the like, finger because you can't go on the cracker side and force them motherfuckers to act right, and you don't want to goddamn clean up your own house. Period. Right. They don't want they that's what they've they've been doing that shit for a long goddamn time. So they'll throw up that George Lloyd on Kanye. They'll throw up that um dumbass Trayvon Martin shit and Zimmerman right. on on uh what's that dude name? Charleston and all that fucking shit. Yeah, that's what the yeah, fuck they do. They don't never yeah. want to address what the mm-hmm. fuck going on in their neighborhood. Ain't nothing but a bunch of niggas in that shit. Doing some crazy shit. Yeah. Terrorizing the neighborhood. Just terrorizing the motherfucking community. As they bump. Uh, so when you say it now in the, the little post that, that they were um yes. that they were some biscuit, soft biscuit ass niggas, did they respond back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that, they got to the point where they I was going in so much of them the dude who who posted the post at the end, he said, Can you just leave me alone, please? <laughs> You you niggas are the weakest. You niggas literally said, "Can you just leave me? Can you leave me alone?" Mm. But this, but this dude in particular, he go in on black broads all day long too. On top of that, he he he's the typical mm, that bitches is the root of everything that's wrong with with the black community and the white man. That's his thing. Black bitches. Mm are the conduit for white supremacy. That's his whole little thing. 
It's the black bitch's fault because she riding with the white men and white white supremacy, and it uses her as um, you know a conduit to fuck up the black community, black marriages, black families. Black women are the reason why uh, we got terrorists. And Tyrone, the terrorists in the community, is the black bitch fault because these black, black women are raising these are, are raising these out of control uh, thugs out here. Because this is what we wanted as women all our lives, and and so we're the bane of everything that's wrong with, with black folks. So when I when I go on that post and I'm like, see, I said, but you niggas don't want to talk about how the music is perpetuated. They got young black folks drug the fu- drugs. I seen this young girl who who one of these younger hip hop broads. Um, I think her name is um Now you know I always blame the black woman for this shit, for real. I'm with him mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm with that. Explain that, Don. I've always said that as far as the um so called like black neighborhoods, black communities, that all falls on the mm-hmm. black woman. She keep letting them disgusting ass niggas in to fuck it up. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part is true. That's him okay, admitting that this bitch is God and she's the fucking blame. He's admitting that shit. And that's what I and that's boom. That's what I told that little some post ago, maybe maybe a, maybe about five or six months ago. I said if the black bitch is the bane of everything that's wrong. Then won't you admit that we run shit? That we are the ones that you fucking fall in line. If since we are the bane of everything, then admit that we are the head. So don't give me that matriarchal, patriarchal shit because you just admitted that we run everything. It's because of us. So if we are the cause, that means we are the fucking source. So act accordingly. But as I said to him and to all them other niggas on that post, but you niggas set the culture, especially when it's within hip-hop. Because black is for for Black men set the the tone for the culture. Women follow. What comes first, the chicken or the black man? <laughs> the it's, chicken. it's mama's man. It's mama's sisters, aunts, grandmothers, female friends, daughters. It's females that allow this. Blackness. It's black. Right. Yes, he got black a mama. man set he the got tone. Every nigga got a mama. Everybody got Every a mama. Every nigga Absolutely. got a fucking mama. And a lot of these mamas, even back in the days when they saw him was selling dope, she was okay with it as long as she was getting some fucking money and some furs. Oh, I know. I know so that. Absolutely. So it all I got an auntie like her. that. It, exactly. So it still mm-hmm. goes back to that. Niggas don't set nothing. Man can't set a goddamn thing unless some dumbass bitch co-sign for it. Do, do, we run the, do, we, do we run the industry? Do we run the hip-hop industry? Yep, do yep. black women? And fashion. Okay. Women okay. run everything. They base everything off of fucking women. Every fucking thing. It's based on this so, bitch. She got intellect, dumb, smart, fat, skinny, pole, or fucking rich. 
It's all based on so, that bitch. It's always been. All right, so help me out with this. Help me out with this then. Help me out. Help me understand this. How did the black woman set the tone for hip-hop in the 90s? What did she do to, to, now, to bring that's about... That's mama. The, that's the mama. That's the mama. God damn it. Fucking, what's her name? It's the one that created hip-hop. No, it was a woman. I mean, that's Sugar Hill Gang, she was, well, she was the yes, that's that's I know who you're talking she about. She created fucking hip-hop. That bitch could have stepped up and goddamn shut that shit down when it was going left. They honored her. They worshipped her. They served her. No, she made a fucking duckets and she made the sugar. Mouth. She made the she she made the yeah, sugar hill day and she brought out. She's honored for that, and she's she more than what she brought out with sugar hill. This bitch go way back. I know her and her fucking son had her son on the show. But you see, she go but my point back. is, but she, what I'm saying is that now, now I'm asking you a question, but you asked me a yeah. question, and you cut me the fuck off. But I'm explaining this shit to you. But you want to finish? Go ahead. Because you did ask me, let me ask you a question, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. 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 I'm clear. I thought I, I, I heard my answer. You, <laughs> well, no, I, I wasn't finished, though, because you okay. kept interrupting, okay. so I had to answer what you mm-hmm. were answering based on the, uh, you know, God damn. But mm-hmm. it, uh, it still yeah. all goes back to her. Your question was hip-hop, and I said it started mm-hmm. with her. started with that woman. She started, okay. It started with her, even though she got, mm-hmm. she got them got hits before hip-hop. Mm-hmm. She even made up the name hip hop, all that shit. So what I'm, so the answer to that is still go back to a woman. Now, if it was a man that created hip hop, it still go back to mm-hmm. his mama that created his motherfucking ass. All roads lead back to the female, regardless. All roads lead back to the female. So if that's the case, then all bitches got to pull out of hip hop then. I mean, I mean, women got to pull out, right? That's what we we're saying. You didn't, no. So all women got to stop listening to Lil Durk, Migos, yeah. all of them. Man, the point of it is they women, mama, women they do. Ma- no, it's not like women they don't know. It's women that co-sign on that shit that they do know. Mama, grandmama, sister, aunt. Mm-hmm. Baby mama, mm-hmm. baby mama friends that's in the clique with them motherfuckers. It's that shit. Mm-hmm. They gotta put these motherfuckers in check. But money shut you the fuck up. Money shut you up. Money shut up bitches in the neighborhood in the dope game. Shut the women mm-hmm. up. Shut the mothers up. Shut the grandmothers up. Shut the baby mamas up. Shut the new baby mamas up. Shut the sisters up. Shut all them bitches up. This shit been going on for a long time where the woman is quiet about it as long as the nigga bring in the money. Pedophilia, child molestation, as long as I'm fucking paying your mm-hmm. bills, I can fuck your kid. So shut the fuck up. It's always so it's been not that so, shit. So, money was shut so up. So it's not the female consumer. It, no matter how, let me finish. Money was shut up a bitch no matter how dirty she know that nigga is. Understood. So it's not the female consumer of today. So she, so the, so the, it's not the consumer, it's literally the women in their lives. It's the only people that can, at this point, change that whole dichotomy of hip-hop. It's the women in their lives, not the consumers. Absolutely. That's, that's my question. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But, like I said, though, now, money is shit a motherfucker up. 
Money, mm-hmm. money or a white man will shut a black bitch up and a goddamn nigga. Money and a fucking white man. Because everybody mm-hmm. thinks that they made it if a white man's involved. No matter what the job description is, they made mm-hmm. it because of this fucking white man. The other thing is the money. No matter how it's fucking made, they're the shit up a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Every everybody got their price. Everybody Understood. got their price. That's why that's why the drugs stayed in the black neighborhood because the black mamas and grandmamas and and, and bitches on their back mm-hmm. was being pacified mm-hmm. with the goddamn bread they were breaking off. Understood. So at this point. The black man is absolved of everything. Because you use the word absolved in a sentence. He's he has he he has no absolvent. He's he has nothing to All do with. Listen, what he's absolved. So he's a, he comes from a woman. He comes from a woman. Period. Right. That goes back to her. All roads lead back to her. So it's not that he's absolved from it, but he ain't never Mm -hmm. been checked by it. Because, like I said, Mm -hmm. the black bitch is equipped to shut the fuck up as long as the duck is Mm -hmm. coming in, no matter how it's made. No matter how it's made. So speed it up. Mm -hmm. It's like fucking trickle down from generation to generation all the way up to this conversation in this generation, in this decade of what the fuck Mm -hmm. is going on. And it's so, and it looks so goddamn normal that we supposed to accept mm-hmm. this shit because mad right. bitch a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, never mm-hmm. checked none of that shit, never checked it, left it all unchecked, left the preacher right. unchecked, mm-hmm. his mama, her son is the so, pastor robbing every nigga in the neighborhood and never left and never and let let a son run amok. On these motherfuckers because she was getting some goddamn money off them. Right. So then, from this point forward, so then when black men say that black folks need to get back to the man leading men on the patriarchal tip, then how can we? How did that get corrected? Because then that misled to that misled is saying. Like the man he has gonna to need, take, he, he gonna need he a to bitch it. first in order to pull that off that can co-sign on that buffoonery. And mm. if he and if he make money from it, that's his mama, sister, daughter, all involved. The, every female he know gonna be involved in that goddamn bullshit. Because mm. there's money involved. Got it. So then it has then it's solely so there's you no. Know, I guess Malcolm did say it only go as far as they want to go back to the people. It goes back to the people. They have every right, in a sense, to know. They na- that's a natural instinct to know it is the female. Because if this mm-hmm. bitch get her morals back, then that man, because she's the driving force, be it mother, sister, daughter, right, right. whatever, then mm-hmm. that, they, they, this shit will change. This shit will fucking change. Mm. So he would fall in line, which is true. I mean, I. I, I, I mean, she. I mean, for real, like <laughs> the fuck. Even a faggot would get straight. 
<laughs> I follow you. So it had to be said. I'm glad Kanye said it. So who? So how? Mm, so then, then the question then becomes: How does the black woman? understand or overstand what is it going to take for her to understand that that then she is the cause and not the effect how does that how does that based on that question no matter what man do right mm-hmm. man do wrong he gonna blame that bitch doesn't fucking mm-hmm. matter he gonna blame that bitch for his rightness. We even heard LeBron blame his wife for his rightness. We've heard a lot of mm-hmm. men blame they right on their wife for their rightness, and but they also mm-hmm. blame their wrong on that bitch as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm. the gonna answer the question. That's the answer to your mm. question. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the answer. Whether he's right or he's wrong, it's, he's still going to put it on her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I heard older men blame their mother for the correctness they are today. Mm-hmm. Y'all call it credit, but actually that's a blame. Mm. She's going to get it regardless. I she's going to get it regardless, man. It's, that, it, 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 it's interesting. It, it just it make it, it makes them sound so fucking feeble. It makes them actually sound more intuitive because sound, instinctively it rolls these back to her regardless. It doesn't fucking matter if the son is fucked up. It's the mama foul. If the son is right and exact, it's still the mama foul. Mm-hmm. Her bitches mm-hmm. blame the mama because this nigga, your son, is so fucking right and exact. And I can't even run a muck on this nigga because of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she, she, the she will always get the blame, regardless. Mm. Call it credit if you like, but it's still all rose, mm-hmm. still points to her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It do. Reason why the black community is fucked up, high crime, and all that shit, it points back to that right. bitch. He accepts it. It points to her. She accepts it. She accepts mm. that shit. That's okay. She allowed it in. Mm. Well, then that's the message that got to be reiterated then. Black bitch, get it together. All the morals It all falls down. All the morals, all the wisdom then, but, that women possess. But how does she lose the morals? I, how does she lose the morals? How does she lose the morals? Dog man. How, what, what was introduced? Dog what was man, introduced to her? Dog man, black man. That made her lose a man. Dog huh? man, black man. Mm. Dog man, black man. Mm. Dog man, black man. Dog man, black man. Mm. Dog man, black man became complacent, complacent, pacified, Mm -hmm. 
told her to shut the fuck up by the same nigga that she paying ties to. Mm. <laughs> God damn. God damn it. <sighs> so now, really got to be on some only you, black bitch, can prevent. Only you, black bitch, can prevent forest fires. Neff, can you hear me? Neff, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. This yes. real life, one more thing. Them old mm-hmm. hoes was told to look yes. the other way. They also tell the young hoes, look the other way. No matter what, the black boy, black male, black teenager, <laughs> black adult mm-hmm. male, black old nigga, look the other way. That's how all this shit started. These men and boys been left unchecked because these hoes told other hoes, told younger hoes to look the other way. This is how I got out. This is how I even end up with this hip hop bullshit. Look the other way. Mm. You and and you know for a fact that your son will be able to get your sons will be able to get away with more shit mm-hmm. than your daughter. You know damn well I'm if, if she wanted some dick You'll tell her no If he mm-hmm. wanted some pussy You'll tell him go get you some Because you're, you're going to look the other way And look at her That's the reality That's the real shit Period Look but the other way not to run amok No matter how low mm-hmm. the run amok is It's still amok but you gonna look the other way. Let's be real about it. Let's not fuck. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not pretend. There's some real life shit. You gonna naturally look the other fucking way. I ain't gonna let my son run a fucking muck though. No, no, no. Okay, you're stuck on the word run a muck. Let's just stick to yes. look the other yes, way. Basically, yes. basically, you'll do more co-signing for that nigga than you will your daughter. I didn't say nothing about buffoonery. I said you'll do okay. more co-signing for your son than you will mm-hmm. your daughter. So technically that is looking the other way. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole more, the whole words, the saying is look the other way. Look mm-hmm. the other way. So what, okay, so if I'm looking at my son, but mm-hmm. I hear look the other way, that means I'm going to be looking at my daughter. So whatever my son does, it will be the same shit that my daughter going to do or will do. But I just mm-hmm. got to look at this bitch and let him go on to do that shit. No matter what it is. So that's why. And he grows up to be a man. And that chick he gets with going to end up looking the other way on his ass. It's just what it is. Okay. No matter what, okay. no matter what right. the situation is. Right, but then that means that, that shit got to stop now. So then it would be pressed upon me not to look the other way. Then I can't. I can't, right? As we had this conversation, right? So I don't continue to perpetuate it. I can't look the other way. Cause we yeah, can, we can be looking for a solution to, and a remedy. You supposed to keep your eyes and your mouth open on that nigga you fucking and that goddamn right. son of yours, and never be closed mouth and closed eyes to none of that shit. 
Period. Absolutely, I agree. That's the right point. On. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Yep, that's the point. But that's mm-hmm. what they've been doing this whole fucking time, that males can get away with this shit. He a man. Mm-hmm. Let him let him fuck up the world. Mm-hmm. And then come back and say, I'm a, I'm a fucking man, man. I make mistakes. But mm-hmm. everybody fucked up now since your mm-hmm. ass ran the world. But we had to look the other mm-hmm. way because you're a man. Mm-hmm. Great day, Larry. That's real talk. That's real talk. That's real talk. That that's that's right, exact. See, my you know, I, I remember. How my boys haven't left the nest yet, so so I got to stay on top of them. I can't. That's good. You see, because you got to be on mothers like ourselves who can't look the other way. Who can't look the other way. There it is. Somebody got to break the cycle then. You know right? why we can't look the other way? Because that same mentality, and, you know, that mm-hmm. same mentality in, in males that left unchecked breeds mm-hmm. or infests the female, and that becomes a natural way of life instead of that shit being checked. Right. Just like they tried to check Luke Skywalker with having them bitches butt naked fucking goddamn beer bottle. Yeah. And everybody yeah. jumped to save Luke Skywalker though. But you see that? Co signed mm-hmm. on that nigga shit. It's that shit. Mm-hmm. And the wrong and the sad shit about it is it wasn't women standing up for that shit. That's wild, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. women standing up for that shit. Standing up against it is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They and just like now, and just like now, it's still not women standing up against this goddamn music shit. It's not females standing up against it. It's the same men want to try to put a stop to it like they did with Luke. Like they did mm-hmm. with NWA and then TI and all that summit shit. It was all men on that panel. All mm. males. When it should have been all women. So, man. It's I gotta, not, um, not should have been. It should have. The same way how we saw the Black Panther movement, it was bitches against mm-hmm. that shit too. When we see them pictures, it was bitches mm-hmm. standing in the front line. Yes, but see, we only stay, they only want us out there. The black bastard only want us out there in the front line when it's pertaining to a white man. But when it's pertaining to that own your that that nigga you looking at in the mirror, your reflection, mm-hmm. motherfucker, you tell us to stay our ass at home. Mm-hmm. See, when it's black on black, she don't show the fuck up. But when it's black on white, then this bitch is all photo op with these niggas. Marching with these niggas, frontlining with these niggas, mm-hmm. but not when it's black on black. When it's her son, mm-hmm. when it's her neighbor's son. Right. When it's her own daddy, own husband. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass out on this one. 
They only want the bitch out on the front line when it's pertaining to some cracker-ass shit. See, this and that's interesting because then it would take it would do, then it would take just the congregation of our sisters. Then the black man got to get the fuck out the way. When it comes to this black on black shit, he got to get the fuck out the way. But he's convinced, he's convinced that he has to lead that. And that's why at this point, then I mean, it ain't really never, it, it ain't going to really change on the whole, on, on the mass scale. But, I mean, it was never sort of like a dangerous-ass goddamn loop that's going on because mm. to suggest that the demand figure he got to be on the front row ties into mm-hmm. what Don's saying because the man knows that, for by and large, when we're talking on that street level, women are co-signing that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's not in there. If they getting paid and all the benefits of this nigga doing all this crazy ass shit that he's doing, it's not in her mm-hmm. interest. If, if, if that's her mentality, it's not in her interest to, to step out. She getting paid from it. Mm-hmm. So it only takes. It's only going to take one of uh, every black bitch to check the next black woman. That's all it could be. I mean, that's the only solution I see. But I mean. Like black men need to go over on some island or shit or some shit. I don't know. Go play with yourself or something. I I don't know. Then it would just take women to check other women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's real. It, it would have to take women to check other women. And I'm not talking about no Ali, Sharif, Shazaz, whatever the fuck her name is. Asha, Shali, Shahrazad, Ali. That's that was oh, SG SG girl. Then it can't be women like that who trying to check other women because she's checking other women to make sure that she got the black man dick in her mouth. Oh. I mean, and then that's the wrong way. Mm. <laughs> What's up, Tony? Tony saying we we, <laughs> we used to <laughs> – I get what you're saying, Tony. You say y'all used to kill me for saying that it's all black women. Then we – we the root cause. It's all. It's all us. And we, you know, I thought I, I get what you say. All roads go back to the bitch that had the mm-hmm. motherfucker and the bitch that's laying with him. <laughs> I agree with that. The I mean, pussy that he came out, out and the pussy that he going in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the pussy's outside that's waiting for him to leave that bitch and fuck with him. Fuck with mm-hmm. him. That shit. <laughs> That's how the world would be a better place if man don't mind being checked. Right. And correct you do, but he do. And he definitely yeah, got a problem being checked by, by like a woman, by a black woman. He don't like looking in the mirror. Mm. Right. Yeah, they don't like looking in the mirror, though. That's why we were told to look the other way, keep the peace. Mm. But mm. look at it now. Out of control. Look at this shit, shit is an avalanche. It's an avalanche. Yeah. And how do you stop an avalanche? Avalanches don't stop until it dies out. It hits the ground. It hits bottom. Yeah. Yeah, it dies out. It's only where avalanche really stops. Because you can't stop the force once it's going. Ugh. 
Yeah, women well, gotta stop. Females gotta stop patronizing that shit and liking that type of mentality. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Mama gonna have to start co-signing on that shit. She gonna have mm-hmm. to get some morals over money. Morals over money. Mm-hmm. Morals over money. And that's the real mom. Morals over money. That's the real mom. <laughs> Mm. Right. <laughs> Morals will get you I never well. liked the low lives. Yeah, I don't like low well. You say women love low lives. I never liked the low lives. I played with low lives when I was young. I don't like low lives. <laughs> I played with them. I mean, but Don is, is, is making a great point because, you know, multiplied over and over is not a point <sighs> that you love in the low life. It's a point that that shit is ingrained in how things is. Mm-hmm. So they don't even see right. it as a load. <laughs> they, they, like, you know, like, they see it as this is life. Woof. Take out the adjective. <laughs> you know, but Dawn is absolutely, you know, um, correct. You know, back in the early days, everybody out there hustling in the street didn't come from a dirt, piss poor family. Right. Right, if you couldn't sure. get that girl no felines and she remember the felines down the first one, the white joint. <laughs> if you couldn't get her no felines, man, and this other dude can get her the hoop earrings and all this crazy ass shit, you had a shot in That's that what young. That's what young dudes would say. You bitches fuck with all them older niggas. You don't give us no shot. I remember that growing up. And they were right to a certain extent. Because <laughs> I know I did. I'd be alive if I said I didn't. Um, interesting. Man, that's why they give the women We're the fucked until the black... Yeah, we're, we're fucked until the black bitch really get her mind together. Mm-hmm. But I said, it's, that to me, that's almost impossible because the black man still wants to interfere. Even in and even in the black woman getting her mind right, he still wants to interfere with that and and kind of take that for himself to to say then now bitch you follow me and now I bitch mean, you do what fuck I say. <laughs> so off guided motherfucker gonna come back with some off guided shit because he's off because he done run him up. So even though he may sound like he makes sense to himself. Yeah, he's he, he's making run amok sense. Yeah. So he's already ran amok. So anything that's going to come oh, from him is already off the fucking track. Man. Because he's already off the rails. Now, that shit makes sense to somebody who's sitting there placating that shit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, a, like, from where I'm at, it's tough. Because dealing with women, that's a fucking turn off. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, you sitting there talking, and there comes a point she's going to dump that light story on you. She's going to. And you listen to some <laughs> of that shit, man, you mm-hmm. want to get up and run. <laughs> like, you's about the dumbest motherfucker. But they don't see it as being dumb. Mm. That, that's, that's the strange thing. 
Like, you done sat here and had kids with this motherfucker. And what part of that shit did it take you? Was it before he got locked up for 20 years that you came to this realization? <laughs> Mm. When the nigga kept running up your phone bill on collect calls, which one was it? It's you know, Don is hitting you know a very valid point because mm. some things women are willing to deal with to me is absolutely perplexing. Mm. And I tell female quick, I'm not dealing. With a screwed up mind female Because she's going to screw me up And I can't afford that Where I said mm. But I, I I do hear what um, Dawn is saying Dawn said it I ain't say the shit So well, then, then then That shit ain't never going to get solved Because you niggas like to run too much Interference it, 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 it ain't that we run in the, we can only run interference to the extent that you sit there and placate me running fucking interference. Not when you try to hijack shit. Because when I see Justice Rod and all them niggas, them niggas, to me, they hijack shit. Well, then that's going to go. You can't, so you can't say the black, you can't, to me, to me, as when I look at these niggas who, who talk that shit, you can't say, it's on her, and then tell a bitch to get on her knees for you. To me, that don't make no sense. It don't. And it don't make no sense for her to sit there and listen to that shit after the nigga done blamed her for everything and then said, okay, go fry me some motherfucking chicken. She need to tell the nigga to go fry his own motherfucking chicken since he got all these goddamn complaints and shit. Right now, no, um, <laughs> see, that's, that's the conundrum because indeed he wants to be the white man. See, that's the problem. See, just keep it a buck. That's how I see them niggas. That's how I see them. And that's, you know, when I do take the time to go on their threads and clown, you, you, you uh, weak fuck, but yet you want to be the man that you uh, envy the most, that you talk the most shit about. That's how I see it. Well, I mean, you see, you're dealing with a low self-esteem man off the get-go, and that's and that's a problem, too. You know, granted, you know, black men just don't have no thing called esteem at all. So he comes oh, I, I see, oh, I see enough. I can go through the niggas that run through here. The, the amount of niggas that run through here, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because my word shouldn't be... But, that's another situation. Whether or not you jump through hoops when I tell you to, that that shouldn't even be my self worth. So I should not be wanting to interfere in your problem. Now, if, if I'm jumping in the in the fish, that's an implication of a nigga that's standing there right. shaking me anyway. I agree. We should, I see enough of them. I can't I can't send no low self esteem ass niggas. They're, they're the weakest niggas. I, anyway, it's ten oh eight. It's ten oh eight. I'm about to, I'm about to end this show. You're right. Still say you these niggas, man. Right on you. 
niggas no, we out of order and weak. Running a mile. That's how I see it. <laughs> and they then they cry all day on Facebook. Weak nigga. Yeah, you got on pretty good though. Uh, you didn't say anything. That was wrong. fun. No, I was writing exactly my talking. That's why you had to say, "Can you leave me alone?" Because I was making sense, but at the same time, you know. But hey. Wow. I'm like, don't jump. You know what's wild mm-hmm. now? And have been the black man, particular, has been the head of the house, the leaders in the community, because they live in that bitch. And they let mm-hmm. this shit go on. They've been leading. They've been running. But they left mm-hmm. their own brother unchecked. You're supposed to be your brother's keeper player. Yes. You're supposed to check that nigga. Mm-hmm. Left the ball of check. And now what we watching is the white man's nigga going and checking the nigga with a right yes. mind. That's what They've been about. doing that shit, especially since COVID. Been watching that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> They use them niggas, they use their own niggas, white man got his niggas to make uh, statements on, on, on a nigga that's not the white man's bitch. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're still watching with Kanye now. They keep using these niggas and shit. But, <clears throat> right, but right. the same motherfuckers I mean, that's running their mouth yeah. has been left mm-hmm. unchecked. See, that's that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God yeah. damn, man. It, I, it was, I, it's I, real. I know one thing. Back in, not too long ago, if a nigga checked, if I dissed you in a rap, mm-hmm. now, and mm-hmm. a motherfucker would do a rap diss on my fucking ass for dissing you. You understand what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Nobody has actually done videos on these white man niggas that's been going after right. these niggas that's trying to wake up the people. Right, yeah, I agree. Yeah, somebody needs to clap back on that Willie D fuck boy. Yeah. yeah. His bitch ass, like shit like that. Like, like why these, all the opposing motherfuckers, white man bitches, can go viral saying some fuck ass shit about Kanye, but then somebody needs to jump in and goddamn check Willie D and all the rest of these fuck ass niggas on their side, on Mr. That, White Man's that's side. Real, and that's that's real See, talk. They now. leave them unchecked. They leave them unchecked. Right. I gotta watch tonight because mm-hmm. I did see Scarface come at Willie D and say, "What did?" And this title said, "What did Kanye do to you?" Now that's interesting because that's one half. That's one third of the Ghetto Boys: Scarface, Willie D, and Bushwick. Bushwick Bill. Okay. So, okay. So, I thought I didn't died. watch it. Okay. Yeah, Bushwick did. Bushwick is, is um, transition, okay. but um, Scarface did. The title insinuated that Scarface came out Willie D and said, "What did Kanye do to you?" You know. I can say fuck all you niggas though. See, I mean, we we having a conversation, young T. I can say. Fuck you too, but with, at the end of the day, what would that do? We having a conversation, so it's a it's a grander conversation with all niggas involved, all niggas involved. So we can't really just say fuck them niggas. 